I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ready Player Two. Come, stay a while and listen. <laughs> Hey guys, we're back with Ready Player Two. Would you kindly say hello to Ciro? Hello. <laughs> Producer Ross. Hello. And Rich. Hello. And that's Lewis introducing us. And I'm Lewis introducing everyone. <laughs> oh, you did a really good job there. Well done. Episode five. This is indeed episode five. The big half. What's ten? <laughs> it is what, half of ten. What's the equivalent? What? No. What's the equivalent of like a century? Is what, one a half century? Oh no, a half decade. Is it? Yeah. Oh, a decade. That's it. Yeah. Right. We all ride a special bus. <laughs> yeah. I'm driving the special bus. I'm really sure. And we just crashed. Most of started well. What have we been up to this week? Well, loads of stuff. We've been getting our game on this week and last week. Oh, yeah. Trying to. Definitely. Try, well, all right, game's a bit of a strong word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been Actually doing... So, handed. Yep. Yeah, us three of us got on to uh, Payday the Heist. Yeah. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Entertaining. There's yeah. A, there's a video up on YouTube already, which... Uh, all right, it's not really our finest hour, <laughs> to be honest. The subsequent five videos won't be our finest half a day, <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But yeah, we did it pro- in the end. Literally... What three hours of us being shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yelling like, at each other. The video isn't three hours long. I just like to point that out. Like Fifty. <laughs> I cut out <laughs> quite a lot, but no, yeah, we robbed the bank in the end. I'll put up a couple more videos soon, including the successful heist. I won't put up anything about the the escape from the from the bank because that didn't go so good. No, because <laughs> because we, we didn't escape. Well, no, it was a great game. Oh, yeah. Spoiler already. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. We're shit. <laughs> It's a really good game, though, isn't yeah. it? How much was it on Steam, Lewis, for a four-pack? Well, I, uh, I got it on offer. It was something like £11 for four copies of the game. Um, well worth it. Which, obviously, yeah. It For anyone who hasn't played it, if you imagine Left for Dead, but with less zombies and more bank robbery. Yeah. The first level, the bank robbery level that we were doing, is more like a waves kind of thing so you get police coming at you in waves there's other things to do other objectives but it's pretty much waves of police but there's yeah. twists to it like you've got to shoot out security cameras so the police have got to actually search around to find where you are which we found yeah. out after we it's, didn't know that we didn't know it's that it's not so quite <laughs> as straightforward and it doesn't sort of tell you these things it says shoot out the cameras but it doesn't tell you why yeah uh, no exactly so yeah i think i think at this price point it's the game that left for dead 2 was shooting to be mm. yeah because it's not a massive game it's but it's great for, i had a really good time it, yeah if you it's, just take it's it for pretty it big bearing in mind i mean we spent three hours on one level we yeah, well, spent another hour and a half on the on another level and yeah. there are, we won't mention that other level eight 
eight or ten levels. But it's so. one of those games where, like, I play Counter-Strike maps that are considerably larger than that first map. And even the second the second map, the, the one where you're running down the roads, it's not a massive map, but it's the replay value and the fact that you die an awful yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I can't use <laughs> PC <laughs> controls. I know. I love the way that we were basically all hiding behind the, the AI player. <laughs> like, go Dallas, go! So yeah, that was uh, pretty... Rich and I have been playing a lot of Daisy. Yeah, I managed to get him hooked on Daisy. Again, you, we're not very good. You stole a chopper, Lewis? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh. I found one. Yeah. And then we I had died. a chopper. But we were doing pretty well. And me and my mate Sam, we were in the chopper and we were heading towards Lewis to pick him up. And just as we got to Lewis, we ran out of fuel. <laughs> And there was a situation where the rotors weren't moving, but we were still in the air. Wow. Uh, yeah. Style. Go, go all that well. Yeah, it was a little bit wily Coyote, <laughs> to be honest. We landed kind of near him, but, but it, it didn't take off again. Yeah. But yeah, Daisy's a cracking game. Oh, and uh, I've, I've been... Um, so after, after last week's debacle, um, <laughs> I decided that I was going to have a crack at My Little Pony. What? <laughs> Seriously? It sounded so compelling. <laughs> so I uh, I went and I downloaded it, um, and I also downloaded Candy Crush. Handing uh, your man points first of all from the. No, no, no. All right, I'm, I don't have any left now, so you can uh, you can leave what I've got to myself. <laughs> the two, I'm going to grasp onto them. Yeah, so I played Candy Crush for a while, which is all right actually. It's not too bad, um, and I've played My Little Pony. Which I'm really, really quite sad to say. I carried on playing after I worked out what the gist was. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. I see where he was going with this. I can see the point. It's an okay game. It's it's like a kind of little top-down Simmy City kind of game where you can buy stuff, and then every now and again you get to fly a pony. Which. So we're now recruiting for two new members for the Ready Player Two <laughs> podcast team. Yeah, if you want no, to join me, no. Zero, let us know. Must not play Nancy games. <laughs> yeah, job criteria. Nancy boy here, job prancing around like a magnificent puff. It's <laughs> uh, kind of magnificent, if I'm being honest. So that's all right. What have you been doing this week, sir? Are you played any games? Well, unfortunately, I've not been able to join you on the PC front due to my PC still being bust, but that should be getting fixed next month. So I went to Comic Con and got hands on with Deadpool. Ooh. Did you get a chance to play the game? <laughs> <laughs> He was very. He showed me his pineapples. No, it was fantastic. Game was very interesting, actually. Very much a Deadpool game. Nothing that we've not seen before. But it's not. You know, so the, it's not the, like groundbreaking. You're not gonna have anything groundbreaking in here. It's a standard. The you know, one button for katana, one button for guns. Although you get to aim aim the guns a little bit more than you would do in say the Devil May Cry series. Mm-hmm. But. It's very much the Deadpool game, you know, the fourth wall is broken. Um, it's what you'd expect. So, yeah, yeah it was, it was that, not are bad. we mad at that? Are we mad at the fact that it's not groundbreaking? Does it need to be? I wasn't no, expecting. No, I don't think it ever needed honest. to be. No, no, I mean, I was expecting Bayonetta with Deadpool's wit on top Bay- of it. Seeing that you're going to put it to Bayonetta, that's probably setting it a little bit too high. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Go for something under Bayonetta, good controls, good fluidity, nice katana work. But so DMC? I'd give it a so-so, you know, I'd put it in a nice seven. Is um, it? Is it a hack and slash? It is a hack and slash. It's, it's, it's a Deadpool game, come on. I'll be skipping that then. Oh, no, hang on. Open your mind a bit. I... I have played plenty of hack and slash games, and I have never enjoyed them. Oh, never. I might be, 
Nope. I might be playing the wrong hack and slash games. Uh, I've not played Ninja Gaiden. Have you played a Conan game? That was interesting. No. I didn't even play that. There's lots of boobs, but it was really good. (laughs) I tried playing Bayonetta. I didn't enjoy it. I tried playing... uh, What's... What was the other one? Dante's Inferno. I didn't enjoy that. Mm. There are a couple of others that I've tried playing. I just don't enjoy that type of game. Devil May Cry? You might not like Deadpool then. I definitely uh, yeah, think Dev- Devil, Devil May Cry. That's another one. Just not, not a any- series of games that I enjoy. Has anybody played the newer, the DMC? The kind of yeah, re- yeah, I've got re- that one. Is that any good? Yeah, it's very nice. I, I love the fact that they're... I've not finished it yet, so luckily I can't see any spoilers like you guys normally do. You never mm-hmm. finish games. <laughs> Have you? What was the last game you finished? Um, Tetris. Uh, uh, if I finished <laughs> Tetris, I'd be fucking impressive. <laughs> yep. So I actually don't know the last game I finished, but anyway. <laughs> it's, what's, what's the humour was... like in Deadpool? Is it? Unfortunately, you're. I was surrounded by too many squeeing little fanboys uh. and hug me. <laughs> fucking signs so i didn't, didn't get to see too much of it well but, look, uh, I'm, I'm hoping i'm a deadpool fan i'm, I'm a general comics I'm, fan but i i like deadpool because he's just different yeah you know i'll say one thing about the comic-con before we get sidetracked off it it was the weirdest one i've ever been to now we're talking the populace must have been about seventy-five thousand people there was a league of legends tournaments going on by esports there was a all the standard stands that you'd expect to be to do, and then at one random corner and a comic convention was a porn star section. You what? Yeah. What? What? Let's, is, what? What was going on absorb, at this booth? Absorb that for a second. There was porn stars signing their photos and posing and skimpy outfits. It was fantastic, but I still don't know why they're at Comic Con. They've obviously marked their target audience there, haven't they? No, they've no, no. they've got their, their demographic down to a T there, really, haven't that's, they? That's where you're wrong. No, they've I don't got think I demographic am. Demographic down to key. But you've got to remember these are comic nerds who look at them and go, oh, they're, they're real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I better not go near them. <laughs> oh, I don't want anybody else to know that I recognize them. They're just wide birth of all these people going. <laughs> I recognise you, but I'm going to go... Yeah, but I'm not going to let anybody else know that. <laughs> oh, so, I can understand that, but... Yep, Deadpool, fantastic. And uh, Dynasty Wars, I tried that as well. That's looking fantastic. Have they but revamped it, or is it a very similar kind of... It's the exact same formula, just looking a bit more <laughs> polished. Oh, damn it. Other than that, uh, Comic-Con was fantastic. So, that's been about my week. Good. Excellent. Obviously, the big news this week has been about the Xbox One launch uh, that Rubbish. they announcement last week. Oh man, yeah. I would have preferred I would have preferred 720. <laughs> that, that would be fine. <laughs> not a fan of the X bone. No, that's no, not XB One is fine, or, or I don't know X One Zone Zone <laughs> X O N E Zone. There we go. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, we had a we had a Google Plus hangout for those of us that decided to turn up. I was doing the live yeah, tweeting. What, what yep. a mess that was. <laughs> oh, no, it works. I've got it right. I've got to say, a few people turned up. Thank you very much to Jamie Hoyle and, and the other guys that, that showed up and helped us get that all set up. But no, it was good. It was nice to chat to other people while it was happening. But I have to say, Google Plus is a fucking mess. What a disaster area that I could <laughs> work out what the hell was going on. We had, we, end, we had one hangout, and we ended up with two completely different chat channels. One chat channel is if you're on a mobile phone. 
and you can't talk to anybody that's in the video chat chat channel. What? It's completely separate. It doesn't make any sense. I couldn't work out what the hell was going on. We had to restart the hangout about three times. <laughs> Stupid thing. But anyway. So, thoughts, thoughts on the X-Bone? Well, no, we're not calling it X-Bone. That's not a thing. Right, I've got to go for my thoughts on it. You know, I'm a big Xbox fan. I've been huge for the 360, but, you know, they've definitely shown their target audience for this one. There's people who watch lots of TV, Americanized Central, fantasy football leagues and such. And to be honest... As much as I like, I will, I will be buying it for the exclusives. I think I'm going to be returning to PlayStation. So, Sarah, you pretty much just described Ross's ideal console. <laughs> yeah, I play <laughs> NFL fantasy football. I doubt that'll be available in the UK, though. That's it. I'm going to be starting my own fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the uh, the jock of this. It's going to be podcast. me and Blackjack and Bitters. <laughs> I wasn't too disappointed with it honest i feel like i'm the only person on the internet which actually quite liked oh, it no no no! don't get me wrong i thought it was a it, it it's got the it's going to have the grunt behind it it's going to be uh, a good console and i'll buy one but i just don't think it's a it's less a console more a media center and that's not that's, really what i want well, exactly it's all down to name xbox one it's an all-in-one entertainment system oh yeah yeah that's why they've called I, it isn't it they've gone away from yeah. the console part of it completely but that was the point yeah, I've got to say, I, I think maybe the announcement wasn't the best placed. I think the announcement was a lot more for people who don't already own an Xbox mm. rather than people who already have an Xbox and are looking for the next big thing. Because for me, it was a case, it was very much pitched towards the guys that don't want to play games necessarily. So you've got the guys at home that are going, oh, I want to be able to browse the internet and use Twitter and watch TV at the same time. And I want to be able to have a Windows experience with Metro apps on my TV. And I want to be able to control it all from my Windows 7 or Windows 8 phone. So for that, from that point of view, it's great. It's got a Kinect built in. It's got a more sensitive Kinect built in. So it's going to appeal to families as well. Mm. It, looks, it looks good for that kind of thing. The problem yeah. that I've got is I think they almost kind of went, it's going to be great at games. But there's no point talking about it. See, because it's going to be great at games. And I think we said a couple of, I don't, I don't know if it was last time or the time before. Nowadays, let's face it. The latest and greatest games are coming out on Xbox. I'm playing these games on PC, and I'm also playing them on Xbox, either because I bought the game on Xbox or because I've gone around and played it at a mate's house. I can't really tell the difference. The graphics on the PC are better, yeah, but the game's the same. At this point, the graphics don't make that much difference. So we all expected them to be shooting for a more media-enriched or family-intensive environment, and that's exactly what they've done. For what it is, it looks great, but for the price point, I've got to say... I'd rather build like a, a media center PC with a decent graphics card in it. Does anyone else yeah. think that Microsoft don't see Sony and Nintendo as their competition? They see Apple and Samsung. Yes, it definitely does seem to be going right. that way. I think Lewis summed up really well, seeing it was like we have gone away from this is a games console to this is just a media center solution. Yeah, yeah, and it's home entertainment and games. Are just I said earlier on Twitter that that if I wanted a media center, I would build. A decent spec PC that I can use to watch Netflix and put Windows 8 on. So I've got that basically the same experience. Yeah, yeah. I've got my Steam library as well. So what what was it the the expected price point? Because that, that was leaked. I'm using air quotes here. Um, that was oh, what what was that? Was it around the 500 mark? Uh, well, they've they've sort of Amazon have put up 
pre-orders for six hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, but Zavi have put up prices for about four hundred. Yeah, three nine nine. Yeah. So I mean, Amazon can at least drop the price. I think that's all they've done. They've gone high and gone, well, this is what we're going to start at, but chances are the prices are going to come down anyway because it does say at the, on yeah. the bottom, you will pay the lowest price. Yeah, it's not yeah, going to get so. any higher than 600 is it? Oh, no, God. No. If, if it does, they're absolutely dreaming. Yeah. It's not yeah. an Apple system. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I think, to be honest, that's probably one of the reasons that Apple haven't jumped into the console market because yeah. I think they find it very, very difficult to charge Apple prices um when yeah. there's so many other people that have already got expectations for top top end consoles at the yeah. price point that they're already at but mm. the uh I, I mean looking at the price i mean i've got to say there's always going to be console excuse, uh, exclusives and there is all the other stuff that it does and i've got to say the connect being built in i was always kind of a fan of the connect but when i've been around to people's house i nearly bought one i went around to a couple of friends houses and tried it out and it never lived up to expectations no. a more sensitive version do you know what I always want? Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent just briefly. What I really? Always you have to go see, off on a tangent? I know, I know. It's a little bit odd. Bear with me. The, um, what I've always wanted to see on the, on the Kinect, and this is what I wanted it to be, and this is, I think at this point, if I saw this game happen, it would be, for me, the Kinect has done it, and it's managed to get there. But the, um, what I really, really wanted was like an RTS. Give me StarCraft or Supreme Commander, where... You're playing, let's say us four are playing together. We've all got a little camera image on the right-hand side of the screen of each other. Mm -hmm. So we can Mm -hmm. all see each other's faces. You zoom in and out on your troops by moving your arms. I'm doing it now as I'm talking. (laughs) So you you like like move your arms to zoom in, move your arms to zoom out, like minority effect style movements, yeah? Mm -hmm. You can highlight troops by moving your hand in a circle and go, right, those are the, right? And then you can say, group one. And it assigns them to group one. And then you can zoom out, select a target, Group one, attack. And off they go. Yeah. And you can all communicate with each other through... Because obviously it's a, it's a video, it's a webcam effectively at the same time. So you can all communicate with each other through that. You can work out battle plans and stuff. That would have been a great game. But it's never happened. And that was what I wanted Connect to be. I wanted it to be able to actually drive games that a pad wasn't necessarily suited to. No. I mean, it was just... A per- I know this is going to sound really stupid, but it was just a peripheral, lo- a peripheral like a mouse or a keyboard, but done really badly uh, on the current Xbox. I don't particularly like it, so that's why I've never bothered getting one. I have a Kinect, and I've played Dance Central, which is a good game, and it controls my Netflix, my voice. That's it. That's all it's used for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it takes I Connect, and I play Fruit Ninja with it. <laughs> there you go. The problem but, I've got with it is it takes longer than a pad. How can it be an advancement if it takes you longer to do stuff with the Kinect than it does to do stuff with a pad? Because you have arms. <laughs> alternatively, why can't you do these things with the microphone? Why can't you just talk down the mic, your headset or into a microphone yeah. and your Xbox pick up those responses? It has the capability to do it. Why do you need the Kinect to do it? Because a very good point. If I'm it's not mistaken, you don't yeah. put any extra firmware on, do you? Yeah. No, 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 it's just all built into the Xbox. I mean, that's a good... That's actually... Do you know what? I've never thought of that before. I don't know why. Well, there is Probably voice control think. in Tony, uh, Tony, Tom Clancy Hawks, which... Mass, Mass Effect 3. Worked quite well. I've never used it in Mass Effect 3, but yeah. Same, system, same thing. You can use voice control through the Kinect to control your, your squad. Yeah. 
so you can tell your guys to like take cover or run to the left or attack or whatever it is and that was actually quite a natty little thing when the connect first came out i thought oh that's quite actually quite neat but lewis is totally right why can't you just do that through the headset microphone mm. Mm. we could spend all afternoon we could spend the rest of the podcast talking yeah. about the uh x-bone so let's me move on to the it's not the thing it's four. <laughs> The PS4. <laughs> the PS PlayStation 4. PS4. Well, so do we still know much about it? Well, it's been we announced this afternoon that you were right. About? It turns out the uh, Gakai and oh, yeah. uh, streaming to PS Vitas. Yeah. Um, that's it's, kind of been officially confirmed, and it is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And Sony we'll are requesting that the developers are... Um, including that remote support so that games can be streamed. To my knowledge, they're making it an SDK requirement on creating yeah. new games. Unless, it, unless they're making a game for the PSI, mm-hmm. you know, the little camera arrangement, yeah. it's uh, that the game has got to support uh, the PS Vita as a controller, which is a great idea. Yeah, It's taking the Wii's advantage out of the equation. Granted, when you buy a Wii U, you get the, the, the tablet controller with it, but if you have a PS Vita, and do you know what? As the price point, as the price for the PS4 starts coming down, there's nothing to stop them from bringing out packs that have got the PS Vita in with it. I'm sure oh, they've got no. a lot of surplus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they nearly had one less surplus, but then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then I have my head I'm examined. Temp- I'm still tempted. Uh, the PSP was a great system. It was, really, it was a really nice system. It was comfortable to use. It had really good games on it. The graphics were decent. Had plenty of memory on it. It was a good little system. I think the Vita. I just. I'm not big on on handheld games as a whole. Mm. So that's probably the main reason. I've, I, every time I look at it, I think, oh, no, let's not do it. I never play games on a tablet, even. No. no. I was quite excited to hear to, this afternoon that Limbo is coming to the Vita, which one of my one of my favourite games. Love that yeah. on the 360. Oh yeah, Xbox Live. Is an excuse to buy it again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Uh, I've got some games <laughs> news. If anyone wants to know about that, <laughs> please. I've got two please. bits. I've got. A, I'm not fucking rambling now. I've got a GTA bit, but I'm going to save that. First, everyone heard about the most expensive video game ever? No. No. no? Oh, good. Uh, Grid Two. You can buy a special one-off Grid Two edition called the Mono Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only 125,000 pounds. But boy. what? <laughs> Presumably, it, it's made with. Specifically for you, it's a one-off. Do, yeah. Do you get the car? You do. You get a one hundred one thousand pound mono. It's a road legal You're monster, kidding. capable of naught to sixty in two seconds. Holy shit! Yeah. Surely, at that point, the copy of the game is kind of superfluous. Yeah, it's just, just an extra, isn't it? It's a... <laughs> Why wouldn't you just buy Please? a car and then go out and buy a regular copy separately? <laughs> Please tell me that you can have the the windscreen as a heads-up display. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be As amazing! Play and then use the steering wheel in the game and the yeah. <laughs> and then, you, then you just park it in your big ass living room and stick the back wheels on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've just yeah, sent you all yeah. the news, the link to that news. But I thought oh, everyone would have heard about that. It's been quite big, but yeah, good too. That is definitely going to go up in the say. That's fantastic. Do you know what? I was going to have another kid, but now I'm thinking I might get that. That's quite a nice looking car as well. Oh my god! I'll, I'll 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 I was just expecting that to be like a, a hatchback oh, or something. Oh, yeah, supercar. Car. Yeah, almost. A BAC uh, mono. I mean, I know nothing about cars, but I know what is bad, and I certainly know what is ass, <laughs> and that is both. <laughs> and it's road legal. 
Yeah. I wonder how much insurance would be on that. Yeah, quite a bit, I'd imagine. <laughs> if you can afford that, right? <laughs> I don't think that that's an issue. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, so talking of ridiculously overpriced things, uh, GTA Five have announced their collector's edition price. Yeah, I heard about this. Hundred and twenty pounds. I just but, and it doesn't even come with night vision goggles. <laughs> but look at the Call of Duty series. Yeah. They've been releasing games that expensive for. Ages, yeah, but they? the last one, the you got a remote really? control car oh, with a camera on top of it. Like. Yeah, and the one before yeah, that, you actually yeah. got a pair of night vision goggles. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't that expensive. Pretty yeah. awesome stuff. Actually, no, actual proper 100% night vision goggles. Mm. The uh, collector's edition of GTA Five comes with a blueprint map, showing you all the hidden stuff, uh, a baseball uh, cap, what? a snapback baseball cap, and a security deposit bag with a logo key. Just buy the standard edition and wait for a yeah. couple of months and buy the special special edition gubbins on uh, eBay. Yeah. yeah, That's what I did with yeah. Fallout 3. <laughs> and realises that it's a load of tripe. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, the, problem, the thing with Call of Duty is people will spend the money on Call of Duty because there's massive fanboys and it's a really big franchise. But yeah. in my opinion, GTA kind of stacked it a little bit. Mm. I mean, uh, so- GTA 4, I'm kind of waiting for them to reboot it a bit. Am I the only one that thought GTA 4 was kind of pap? I got bored of it. I, I, did, I preferred Saints Row 3 over it, yeah. yeah well. definitely. Because yeah. Saints Row 3 is fun. Yeah. And I preferred but... San Andreas over it. When a previous game in your own series <laughs> is better than the game that you've just brought out, then you need to reevaluate, don't you? Yeah, Vice City for yeah. me. Can't beat that. That's a good game, Vice City, but definitely San Andreas for me was the best, is the best GTA game to date. Mm. Yeah, and we have one more bit of gaming news. We, uh, the Humble Indie Bundle 8 has been announced. Yeah, it's very good. I bought it as soon as I, uh, I heard about it. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping everyone goes to the Humble Bundle website and um, adds to that. Do you know one thing I must say about this Humble Bundle thing? It might be difficult for them to do, but I think it would be a nice idea. I think you should be able to buy a subscription. <laughs> that... that do you know what I mean? That might not work out that well, because obviously you've got to decide how much you're going to donate. Yeah, but yeah. it'd be nice if you could have some kind of subscription model, because I have not... I mean, there's only been a couple of hum- Humble Bundles so far that I haven't gone, yeah, I'm going to get that. There's a couple of them I've gone, I have to have that. And there's a couple of them I've gone, there's a couple of games there, and it's pretty cheap, so I'm going to go ahead and get it anyway. Yeah. But if you have uh, some kind of sub- subscription model, they'd guarantee a certain amount of money every time. But I suppose it's different. Uh, see, I disagree with that. See, you're looking at a subscription model where you're basically saying, okay, I'm going to stick in 10 quid at a time. Whereas I've looked at certain Humble Bundles, and I'm like, okay, that's getting 30 quid, because that game there and that one there is No, no, no. No, I don't even mean that. I mean, like, get a subscription model where subscribers get something extra. So, oh, you know... Right. So they have it so that you can give whatever you want, but if you give like a loyalty over the average, yeah, exactly. So if you give over the average, you get X amount, right? So let's say the subscription gives you an automatic £10 donation onto every Humble Bundle. Now, if that's below the average, you don't get the above the average bonuses, but you get your subscriber bonus. And if you want to tap that up a bit, if you want to knock that up yourself after the subscription fee's gone in, you can do that, and then you'll get the extra bonuses from the, from the the upper levels. I think that would be quite a nice idea because then you get subscribers get an extra little bonus, whatever it may be. Yeah, if you play, and then you're just... guaranteed a certain amount of money from each one, and then people can give individually if they want to. Have you played any of it yet, Lewis? Actually, uh, I haven't yet. Actually, uh, there there are 
the main reason I picked it up, or main two reasons, are Awesome Noughts and Dear Esther. Um, predominantly because I've just heard really good things about both of those games. Yeah, uh, but it, it does also come with if you pay over the average, you get Hotline Miami and Proteus. Yeah. Um, and, and I highly the... recommend Thomas was alone. Yeah, I've heard so much about this. Real or everything See, good as well. So, <laughs> I'm gonna shit all over that. <laughs> uh, I played it on the PS3 and I found it because ve- I got it free with my PS Plus subscription yeah. and I found it very, very patronising. <laughs> the narration over the game I just thought was a bit patronising. So Danny Wallace does the voiceover, doesn't he? I didn't really enjoy it. So, Oh, is it? D- I think it's Danny, Danny Wallace. Danny Wallace? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that'll be why I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is you know, anybody who's, who titles themselves as a humorist and not a comedian... Mm. Is that isn't that just code yeah. for tosser? Well, not not that funny. I would have said, I'm a humorist. <laughs> I I'm funny, but not funny enough to be a proper comedian. To be a proper so comedian, I'll... yeah. This yeah. isn't a job. This is something I do that you know in between time working at McDonald's. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. The rest of the games are so you, in the package. You get Hotline Miami, Proteus, Little Inferno, Awesome Noughts, Capsized, Thomas Was Alone, and Dear Esther which is one of the games that I heard lots of good things about. Yeah, I want to play Dear Esther. I've sa- it sounds like it's pretty slow, but very atmospheric and something that is p- probably worth playing just so you can say, I played that. Yeah. Rich, have you got any news about uh, dogs? Uh, <laughs> it's not really news. It's not really news about this, this is ridiculous. Um, I, I might be the only person that thought this, but so Call of Duty Ghosts. So this was announced around about... We all knew it was coming, but at the same time as the PS1 announcement. Yay, we've got some Call of Duty action going on. So Call of Duty Ghost, you get to play as a dog. Woo! I'm sorry. As everybody... I mean, I like the Call of Duty games, don't get me wrong, but I've not once thought to myself, do you know what would make this game better? (laughs) I need four legs. I know. Yeah, if I had four legs. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? If I had four legs... Kill somebody and slobber on them at the same time. (laughs) No, because I, I'm for this, because I've played Halo, I've teabagged someday, so I'm wanting to mutt-nut something. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that, that, and that's pretty much where it's going to go. I slobbered all over your corpse. But one thing that I've got, I, and I'm sorry, but if this isn't ridiculously obvious, I don't know what it is. So they've said they want you to make an emotional connection to this. It's not, not just a dog, right? This is They're going full-out Peter Molyneux on this. <laughs> they want to make an emotional connection to this dog because it, it's a member of your team. It's there to do an, play an important role. And all I think when they say that is it's going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to die. See, I've actually been through this one. I don't think it is going to die. It's Okay, so- this may be a future spoiler if it is. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> future after, spoiler? Uh, I'm using my clairvoyance. Oh, clairvoyance. Yeah, Basically, if they're going to run a game that way, you build an emotional attachment, it'll get shot in one of the acts, you think the fucker's dead, and it limps back at the end credits, and you're, like, relieved to yeah. see the fucker. And kills the final boss. You've <laughs> heard it here first, folks. Get a medal from the president at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, some of that. Wounded in action. On a little collar. <laughs> and then... Oh, cheering just, Star Wars. The dog turns out to be a bad guy. President's nuts. <laughs> That'll be the I, I, I will say this. This will be another first in this podcast. If the dog dies, there'll be a more of a public outcry against <laughs> that than the Mass Effect 3 ending. <laughs> no, there'll be more of a public yeah. outcry than when you walk through an airport and massacred a load of civilians. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be... An update or DLC that changes it so <laughs> the dog doesn't die and it's a ghost yeah. dog. 
It's a ghost dog. <gasps> That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Why, why every episode do we give him the opportunity to make that noise? That's what he's How's on the podcast all... for. We get back to dogs. I don't. <laughs> another. Oh. I've got another piece of news. Another brief one. This is probably an utter load of bollocks. But let's face anything other than that on this podcast would probably be unbelievable. Um, there's been a couple of sightings on various Amazon sites of Mirror's Edge Two. Oh really? Yeah. It. Yeah. It looks like people have pretty much put up a. Uh, a well, it's not auction on Amazon is it but a listing for the game and they haven't hidden it properly and then when they've realised they've quickly hidden it again but the the artwork that was on it was from the first game so but if it was just one person doing it or one site that did it you'd think oh well they're just idiots but it's been a couple of completely unconnected sites by the looks of it so E3 there's a page for it on uh, EA's website as well on their help site oh is there yeah I've just seen this news this Came out earlier today. Oh, I've not, I've not spotted that yet. Oh, yeah, so, Mirror's Edge two. Now, who did you? Did you guys play Mirror's Edge? Yes. No. Loved it. Didn't you? No. It, it was. I actually enjoyed it. It was a good enough game. It got stale to the end. Yeah. I think it lost a lot of its charm. It had a hell of a lot of charm at the beginning. With the the music was excellent. The whole really kind of bleach white atmosphere and everything was really really good. Mm. And it really lost its touch near the end because the entire point was you're pegging it constantly. You really feel like you're being chased yeah. and you're legging it all over the place. And then halfway through the game, that pretty much stops and it becomes a stealth game. Mm. And I didn't like that at all. The um, iOS version of the game is brilliant. That's what I was just about to say. I really enjoyed the iOS version. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought yeah. it was jolly good. <laughs> We're going to put this out there. I think there's been a couple of other people that have said this, but obviously they're probably quite far into the game already, but just in case, don't put guns in it. Yeah, there's no need. We don't need guns. We don't want guns in that game. In fact, I'll be happy if the bad guys didn't have guns. Come up with some kind of storyline where guns are outlawed yeah. and just make it so that you can have some kind of parkour, free-running, close combat action going on. But don't put guns in it. Mm, I'll enjoy that more. Speaking of, speaking well, of parkour, have you guys seen um, District 13? No. Yes. The French free running film. No, I'd was. like to see that as a game. We can cut this bit out. <laughs> well, that is, that is pretty much Mirror's Edge. Kind of. District 13, The Hunger Games. No. What? No, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that is pretty much what Mirror's Edge is. Mm. You're, you're a courier. You're in this city that's like. Have you seen V for Vendetta? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the city, it's a really locked down city that's like a totalitarian government and the, the, the movement of information is really restricted. Everything is monitored. There's security cameras everywhere. All internet connections and communication are recorded and the only way to get you know, private information around the place is to use runners. Yeah, You're one of these runners. So they give you literally a physical piece of paper or whatever it is in a bag and you head to to the rooftops because there's cops everywhere on the streets and you bolt across the rooftops to get from one part of the city to the other. So you're one of these runners. You're a courier that's moving some stuff and you start off and suddenly there's a lot more heat on you than there normally is and you realise that you're carrying something that's, mm. you know, attracting a hell of a lot of attention yeah. and it, it es- escalates from there. It was a great idea and I really looked, like, to start with, I mean, I died so many times but you go back and you can do the same part of the level over and over again totally differently and it was a really good game but like I say it lost it a bit in the second half for me yeah I kind of agree with I, I honestly thought that they weren't going to be able to make a sequel but I'm quite excited about the fact that they've managed to do it and if it's if they fix the problems with the first game I'll love it I, think, I thought it was great well, it's just good to see original IPs doing well 
not being just binned yeah. after one game. Yeah. Well, on top of this, I've just got an announcement that's come in as of five minutes ago, um, but should be more active by the time this podcast goes out. The Humble Bundle weekly sale has just been updated. Right. Okay. And this is now the Telltales weekly. Oh. Oh, wow. Featuring Back to the Future, Sam and Max Devil's Playhouse, Poker Night at the Inventory, Hector's Bad of Carnage, Puzzle Agent 1 and 2, Waltz and Gromit's Adventure, and if you pay more than average, you get The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. Right. Pause the podcast, guys. I've just got to go buy something. <laughs> Good lord. So, that is probably the best crack deal one. you will see. To be honest, the, the Alan Wake one that they had on last week was pretty decent. That was a good, you know, a good minimum price for that if you enjoyed that game. Shame now, Alan this Wake is, was This shit. is all the episodes of Walking Dead as well. It says the average, the average is currently $3.88 as well. So you, for $4 you can get all of that. You get all of the Walking... Are they Steam codes? Steam, Steam code, yeah. Purchase bundle. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd just announce that quickly so we hopefully all the listeners can enjoy. Definitely. Yeah, definitely get on that. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it right now, but I, I'm going to be getting on that because I've not played any of those Walking Dead Telltale games yet. And uh, from Play what them. I'm hearing, they're excellent. I'm right now. They are absolutely yeah, excellent. I'm getting, the, I'm getting the feel for a kind of pointy-clicky adventure game at the moment. Well, you've got Sam and Max. The poker yeah. Night, the inventory is fantastic. Back is it the Sam and Max? episodes yep uh, you've got Hector's bag, badge of carnage and that's a bit like the old school leisure suit Larry one as well so but, but the summer max ones is it, is it all of them is uh, it all of the episodes oh, is that, is that a separate thing is it that's all five episodes of the devil's playhouse which is Pino Zone Tomb of Salmon and Max, <laughs> Sam and max. Uh, all, there's five of them man it's yeah. everything they asked for here right five that's... episodes of Back to the Future that is a lot of game for under a fiver. A that hell of a lot of game. And also, also, AAA. Yeah. Would you call it AAA? I'd call The Walking Dead AAA. It's got a lot of attention. That has. And Summer Max is always great. So please, whoever's listening, go to the site, which is www.humblebundle.com forward slash weekly and donate. Yeah, it's a good idea. A lot of games for that. Get on that. Let's move on to our bi-weekly segment, the top three this week, Zero picked the top three for us, uh, as I won last week with my utterly horrifying choices <laughs> of guilty pleasures, um, and I nominated Zero, as he hasn't actually picked the top three yet. So, Zero, over to you. See, this is lovely. Now that we've reached episode five, that means I've lost this four times, so now I get to judge you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. So... As I'm a big horror fan and we've done our horror week and we've all got our own little passions and cravings of things that go bump in the night, this top three is your top three villains in games. Do they have to go bump in the night? They can go bump in the night or they can go titter in the closet. Whatever. Okay, okay, as long as they're tittering, that's fine. <laughs> whatever you fancy. So starting off, let's go with Lewis. What have you got for us? Right, my top three. Uh, my first one is Frank Fontaine from uh, the first Bioshock game. Uh, just also known as Atlas. Uh, oh, spoiler the, alert. the Irish fella. Spoiler alert, by the way, because <laughs> it's only been out for, what, four years? Yeah, a million years. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, just the way that uh, you get controlled by him, I think he... He's actually a, a, a brilliant character and or a brilliant villain and manip, 
manipulates your character in such a way that you really don't expect the twist when it comes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a villain that you don't even know is the villain for the majority yeah. of the game. Which is kind of the worrying, or would be the worrying thing for me. So, uh, yeah, he's my first choice. My second choice are zombies. Just, <laughs> I know, I know, I know that's quite... Well, this is a bit of a Pokemon move, isn't it? All of them. <laughs> a, a scattergun approach. But, I mean, <laughs> if you ah. you look at them in, in most games, uh, DayZ being one of... Uh, um, yeah, yeah. A current example for Rich and myself, um, and some of the other games. Fortunately, they're starting to drop out of favour now. But um, yeah, it just they're they're unrelenting. They've got no morals. They're numerous. I mean, and they don't stop. Well, yeah. that's the same as unrelenting. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're unrelenting and they don't stop. They're, they're double they're, unrelenting. They're that unrelenting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just think they're. As a villain, I think that, that, yeah, I don't think you could beat zombies. When um, they're done right. Yeah. And they make more of them. By killing you, they make more of themselves. Yeah. So yeah. is that you contributing some of your points to Lewis's field there? No, no, no. Uh, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> and, um, and my last one is a different one. <laughs> um, my last one is Mario. As a bad guy. And oh, guy. oh, Donkey Kong Junior or Donkey yeah. Kong Two rather, where he Ooh. kidnaps Donkey Kong. Um, yeah, and he's you Donkey play. It, it's basically the the first Don, uh, Donkey Kong slash Mario slash Jumpman game, but um, you play as Donkey Kong, um, Donkey Kong Junior rather, having to save your dad. Um, I just think it was quite a a bold move to make a hero, a villain, and then make him a hero again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure they really thought about it, to be honest. Well, no, but I, I just think it's... Um, I th- not a lot of people know that he was a villain at, in, in one of the games. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're my top three. Good choice. All right, beautiful. Ross, what you got? Uh, yeah, number three, um, Wesker from the Resident Evil series. The zombie master. Yeah, he was a good guy. <laughs> Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> he was a good guy in the first one, kind of. Bit of a knobhead in the first one, really. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Resident Evil Five is a pretty shit game, but he was quite a, a hell of a, a final boss. And he's yeah, until they went all a uh, mutiny thing, but yeah, he's, he's also pretty awesome in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. He's he is very awesome in that. I think he definitely might be a little bit overpowered though, possibly. He's, have you seen the films? Yeah, what, what's <laughs> he defies physics. Yeah, How can he not be overpowered? <laughs> yeah, so that's my first one. Um, my second one, sticking with the uh, the Mario theme, I'm going with Bowser. Now he's he's not a great bad guy, admittedly. <laughs> oh, you're not even selling jumps. him already. No, he just jumps by fireballs. He yeah, he he takes three hits to kill, and he he loses <laughs> pretty much every time. <laughs> But I admire but. his persistence. <laughs> You've really not sold him as a villain here. <laughs> I admire his persistence. Is your next one Dr. Robotnik? Oh. <laughs> Just try and you'll get there eventually. Joint with Bowser. How, how, how many of your villains have been played by Dennis Hopper really badly? <laughs> That's a great film. That's an awful film. Yeah. It's so bad that it is brilliant. Exactly. Well, the Mario... exactly. It's got John Leguizamo in it as well. <laughs> is this the Mario Brothers film? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with Bob Hoskins. I read uh, a quote Hoskins. the other day 
that yeah. they used to drink in between yeah. takes <laughs> to get through uh, recording the film, wow. filming the movie. That that's how Bob Hoskins doesn't even like list it on his CV anymore. Yeah. Am I right in saying it was Keanu Reeves? Uh, no. 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 Oh no, it's the other guy that looks like him. <laughs> John John Leguizamo, Bob Hopkins, yeah, yeah, Bob Hoskins, and Dennis Hopper. I can't remember who played yeah. Daisy, but oh, no, I remember now because the 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 Coopers weren't even Coopers, and the yeah, no, I, the Goombas was, were the Goombas, big, tall, the dancing guys. Goombas. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, just that, was, that was a stupid movie. The film's got three out of ten on IMDb. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say it was the top three. Huh? Yeah, back <laughs> on uh, track. Uh, my number one, um, Glados. Oh, she destroyed excellent. an entire facility's worth of people. <laughs> she's just well, she's incredibly humorous, but she's also very evil. She's amazing, yeah. and for a robot, one of the most human bad guys has ever been in a film. Yeah, in a film, sorry, in a game, yeah, and also the robot. only other person that you can speak to, the only person that you speak to in the entire of the of the first game. Yeah, yeah. And it's just constantly that sort of voice hounding you through level, through level. Yeah, yeah. But like just start with you don't know she's a bad guy because until you turn that corner. You don't realise that she's actually out to get you. Yeah. Yeah, she killed an entire facility of scientists uh, using neurotoxin poison. <laughs> Pretty and evil. And, and fire. Do yeah. not forget fire. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my she makes, she makes great that's, cake. That's a good list. <laughs> it's all over the right, place. Right, Rich, you've got a hard one to come off again. You've got two Marios and... No, <laughs> all Marios and zombies and donkeys shit and Wesker. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. My first one is Alma. Nice. From fear. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The little girl that turns up at the most inopportune moments and makes me soil myself. Yeah. <laughs> that game, the first game, the third game was great as well, but the first game scared the crap out of me. And even though she's not like directly doing any damage to you, she's completely keeping you on edge the entire time. And I don't I think everybody who's played Fear remembers the time they went down that ladder. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, my bowels hit the floor before I... (laughs) (laughs) So, Alma's my first one. My second one is only going to appeal to the people that played the game, but Lavos from Chrono Trigger. (laughs) Every... (laughs) That awkward silence. (laughs) And I've lost again. uh, Yeah, Lavos, right. If you haven't played Chrono Trigger, the final boss to that game, you can go to really early on. So really early on, you have the ability to travel to and fight the final boss. So you can go to him whenever you want and go, right, I'm going to give this a shot, and you will lose. <laughs> it is re-fucking-diculous. So the entire point is you have to play the game repeatedly over and over again. Like Just keep going until you are strong enough to kill him. Getting more and more frustrated every step of the way, because every time you get a new weapon or get that, those next few levels, you think, I'm pretty hard enough. I, I, I can do this. And then you, and you just get scounded. Just get like wiped all up the screen. <laughs> He was a real bastard. Nice. So, yeah, Lavos. And the last one is Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. Ah, great choice. He was a brilliant bad guy. Any, any bad guy where you have to basically unplug your pad and plug it into the second slot, mm. like play at the player two slot, which is ready player two, <laughs> uh, just going to put that out Long there. message. Oh, that gets bonus points already. <laughs> right? That you, uh, that you have to do these weird and wacky things to to kill him just completely breaking the fourth wall and bringing you more into the game i loved that i thought it was great liquid snake can fuck off didn't he uh he, re- he scanned your memory card as well didn't he 
Yeah, no, it, games it, you played. it did weird things. It was kind of similar to, um, the, oh, what was that horror game we were talking about the other week on the GameCube? Oh, Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness, yeah. yeah. It did a similar thing to that where it would, like, the, the, the screen would flash and it would say stuff like memory card corrupted yeah. or something. Then suddenly it'd come back and you'd hear him laughing and then you'd have to run around again and carry on fighting him. It, like, totally broke the immersion of the game mm. but was hilarious. And, well, not hilarious, but he was creepy as fuck and it was really, really good. He was a great bad guy. Mm. Choice. That's my three. All right. Well, starting off in third place. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to do. I'm going to milk this because I might never get a chance again. <laughs> I'm starting off in fourth place. <laughs> I will put Psychomantis in third place for the Ready Player Two. Yeah, oh, thank you. I'm a little dis- it wasn't second or first, but all right. Brand recognition. <laughs> for second place, because. As much as I really wanted to put zombies in here, just sheer due to bias nature, <laughs> I actually have to put Alma. Yeah! Oh. Second! That means I'm not going to win. I <laughs> had some fantastic scare moments with Alma, and there's that creepy bitch following you for the games. Yeah. Alma is this. And for our top place for this week, GLaDOS. Oh, yes. Oh, I knew you were going to get it. <laughs> oh, I knew he was going to get it. I'll give you a round of applause, but I want to stab you. <laughs> Gladys for tough place. Oh, well done, Ross. Thank you so much. Woo. Good three. It was good from everybody, to be honest. Thank you, Gladys. Yep. For, so for top place and for very bottom, which is, I think, ninth place, will be Bowser also from Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Well, <laughs> I'll take that. Move with it. First and last. Yeah. Nice. Great. Cool. So uh, with, uh, with absolutely no mention whatsoever... Lewis. <laughs> Lewis had zombies in there, which was always <laughs> uh, close to my heart. So I didn't I was trying to, I was trying to figure out where I could put him in. Maybe I could get zombies in third place. <laughs> like, no, Psycho Manus came out of the bag. Had to yeah. steal the slot. So uh, that's, the, that's been the, vil- the top three villains in games. as chosen by Ready Player 2. So by next cast... Uh, we run by Ross. Yeah, get my thinking cap on now. Do you have one of them? Yeah. Oh, I need one of them. <laughs> if you disagree with any of our votes or the order that we chose them in, or you, you yourself have a top villain you'd like to tell us, please leave a comment on our usual social groups. Yeah, and if you think we're wrong, shh. <laughs> we don't really care. <laughs> Just going back to the Xbox and the PS4 announcements that we've had the last uh, the last couple of weeks, we are going to carry on talking about what we hope or what we expect from the next-gen consoles. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I am really looking forward to remote play. I think that is that is going to be one of the big things with uh, with um, the next-gen consoles. But Just... yet you, you weren't impressed or you weren't looking forward to the NVIDIA Shield. Which is exactly what it does. Yeah, I, th- I think it's because I didn't really know much about it. Uh, and people were just like, oh, yeah, you know, NVIDIA Shield, it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread. And I was just like, well, <laughs> if it is, I'm going to be contrary and dislike it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really like sliced <laughs> bread, and I don't think that's right. <laughs> I haven't put this in my show notes, but I really, I really wanted um, cross-platform play. Not so much of Xbox and PlayStation, but 
PC. Xbox and PC, surely that can happen. Microsoft. I want Microsoft games, yeah. No, they've done it. They've done it a couple of times and it didn't work. I'd love it. I'd love it as well, but it it just doesn't work. They did it with um, Shadowrun. I love Shadowrun. It was a good game, but the problem was it was a load of people that are fans of, I guess, as a comic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get slated now, but I, I didn't know that it's, it was a comic. It's not but, so much a comic, but it's actually a role-playing game. Okay, well, a whatever. top RPG. Whatever it is. A load of people, so a big slice of their target audience immediately went, it's nothing like Shadowrun. I hate it immediately. <laughs> I've never even played it, but I think this is the worst thing that's ever happened to mankind since Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> and the, they, never, they never went for it. And then a load of first-person players went, yeah, it looks pretty good. It's a nice little twist. You can put stuff down on the ground, and you've got little effects. And it's kind of like Team Fortress, but in more high-octane kind of way. I like this. It's pretty good. And then they came up against PC players, and they got arse raped. <laughs> and it, it's, it's one of those things that was, it's always going to happen. It doesn't matter what you do to a game. If it's a first-person shooter, and you have mouse and keyboard guys against pad guys... The bad guys will lose. I was just thinking when we were playing Payback the other day, I thought if I could be playing this on my Xbox with you two playing on your PCs, because I can't, I, I've tried for 29 years now to learn mouse and keyboard. <laughs> I just <laughs> cannot do it. My hands are in separate places. What am I doing? I said you when we were recording the footage, I said if I had an analog stick on this keyboard, I'd be so much better at this game. I play some PC games with a pad because some of them are clearly made for a pad. I played Borderlands 2 all the way through to on the, on the PC with an Xbox yeah. pad. Mm. It was yeah. a better game for it. But if you look at other games, let's take um, FIFA, as much as I hate to say it, cross-platform play. It's a fucking control pad game. Yeah. Co-op games, um, beat-em-ups, for example, Street Fighters, Tekken's of the Worlds. Again, cross-platform, easy enough. Mm. There's no huge advantage on that. Yeah, it just, I think it comes down to the first-person shooters. It's, it? it's first-person games, but it's also RTSs. If you want to yeah. take two different games, competitive games, that you're going to want to pit two different types of players against each other, it's RTSs and first-person shooters. Yeah. And it will never work with first-person shooters, and it will definitely never work with RTSs. No. The, did they not do, or are they not doing something similar with Destiny? Not to the same sort of extent, but you can take your character, if you own the game on multiple platforms or you buy it on multiple platforms, your character is saved on one server and you can transfer your character. So if you want to play, you get to level 20 on uh, the Xbox, you can then transfer your character over to the PS3 or to the PC. Um, mm. Or is that just something I that know. I made up? I think it could be something you made up. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. I don't know. Ready Player 2 rumours. <laughs> the ready well, player right. two rumor mill. We've been, we've been right <laughs> like the last couple of episodes. We've come up with just like just about some random shit, yeah. and suddenly, yeah, totally right. Keep putting them out there. <laughs> Xbox, the Xbox One is not compatible with old games. Great, Gakai. Yeah, <laughs> we're all over it. Something I did put in my show notes: um, digital downloads. If they're trying to do away with um, used game sales, then digital downloads have to be cheaper. And the, yes, on yes. Xbox Live Marketplace now. Black Ops 2 is still forty nine ninety nine to download. Yeah. See, this is the biggest problem I've always had with between Xbox and PlayStation 3. Now, if you ever want a good like deal on a digital download, you've got to sort of chop and change between the two of them. Yeah. Now you're looking at like okay, Black Ops being forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's stupid in itself because in retail it's not even that fucking much. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you get the added security that you know it's always going to be in your hard drive. You can always download it, but then. You look at the same game on the PlayStation 3 network and you find out it's only twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. 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 And this is a constant struggle between the two of them. As much as I want digital downloads to be cheaper, I want some unity between the two of them as well. Mm. 
that'll only happen when the when the game developers or the publishers themselves start dictating the pricing, and that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. What, what amazes me. Get Steam on well, no, this, right. yeah. well, that is definitely never going to happen. <laughs> but I've got to say that Steam struggled with this. No. For the first probably four years of its life, Steam struggled with the, exactly this same problem. And it's only been in recent times that Steam started doing all of these sales that it does. You know, midweek sale, weekend sale, Halloween sale. Yeah. There's always some kind of sale going on on Steam. Yeah. And games do come down to a really, not like beyond reasonable price a lot of the time. Some of the games come down so low that you'd be ridiculous not to get them. Mm. And Steam, it, but it took them a long time to get there. But the problem is that as long as they're making money doing this, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at, um, well, Payday is a good example. I yeah. paid 11 quid for four copies of one, uh, for four copies of the same game. Yeah. yeah. So the four of us could play together. But the Humble Bundle is another example. Why yeah. can't Humble Bundle, you know, strike up a deal with Microsoft or Sony? Why can't there be a Humble Bundle? Because that, be that, that goes against what? humble started out as though well if they're making money for the charities that they're shooting for why wouldn't it work if they can because they, can, they, they wanted to support indie developers mm. well, there's, indie, there's indie games on xbox live you got xbox live arcade yeah, yeah. true maybe they can use it like an opt-in basis i've yeah. had my game up there for a while maybe i want to opt into a bundle and see what i can get out of it or there's yeah. other games that might be cross-platform there's a few of these games that might already be out on the on the Xbox Live Marketplace, and you might get it on there as well, just as a bonus. Just on those indie games on the Xbox, just put achievements in them. I'll buy them all for 80, 80 Microsoft points each. You achievement <laughs> There's no achievements in them. I'm not interested. Ross, play play a DLC quest. Yes, I've seen 80 that one. Points, 80 points, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I was not denying some of them are brilliant. Like the um, the one I mentioned on the first game, um, that arcade t- uh, management game. Yeah, it's brilliant. There's no achievements, but I've been playing, playing it for hours. I can't believe you justify games by <laughs> oh, it's a great game. No achievements, but a great game. I want <laughs> with points. I hope the new systems come out with no fucking achievements. I was on Steam uh, 360. Well, they're coming out. They're coming out with no Microsoft points, as in no Microsoft uh, money. Yeah, they get rid of them. Yeah. yeah, that was always going to get canned. On the flip side, you get achievements for watching TV. Uh, only if you opt into that service. Yeah, and only if your TV doesn't, your TV program doesn't have dot avi at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of my TV out. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, actually, I watch it. I, I don't. Um... Yar, most of my games, uh, most of my <laughs> yeah. my, t- my, my TV my programs. Parrot, my parrot loves TV. He's uh, he's all over that. I don't know where he gets it from. Cyril, you've got um, polished games and less vertical slices in your show notes. I have absolutely no idea what that's Neither supposed to mean. Polished, polished games, but vertical slices. Yeah, what's that? Right, vertical slices. Um, Explain. Are we are we back it's to an, bread again? Thing. <laughs> right, this is this is an industry thing, and what you'll get is like a. A company's making a game. Let's take. Um, I'm not saying they do it. I'm just using like uh, Watch Dogs or something. But we cover my back here. <laughs> but when you've got the demos rolling out on E3 or and the, the trailers are coming out, what the companies tend to do is they take a section of the game and they polish it completely to an unreal perspective of the game. So it's never going to come out to this look and feel. Right. So they make it look fantastic for the show reel. And then they never develop it up to that. They take one section from the game, a slice of the game, 
and that's all the developers were working on for the show to make it beautiful, graphically stunning, flow perfectly. And then after the, the, the show reel was done and the, the event's over, they tried to get it to that level, but they never, ever do. The, now, the, there's a technical be... term for it. It's called bullshot. <laughs> bullshot? Yeah, I'll give you... Um... I'll give you a guess at what the two, what the uh, two words are that make bullshot. Bullshit, bullshit and shot in the dark. Uh, well, bullshit and screenshot. But <laughs> oh right, okay. A great example of that is War Z. Yeah, yeah, War Z. They they brought out loads of screenshots showing how the game was, and then uh, they they showed a little video of the section of the game. Uh, going, yeah, look at our game, it's amazing, and it was total bollocks. In fact, <laughs> yeah. the game, the, the section of the game that they showed was pre-rendered. Uh-huh. It wasn't even part of the game. The screenshots were utterly fake. <laughs> like, flat out fake. They weren't even in the game. <laughs> and I've always hated that because marketing in the world is one thing that draws us all into gaming. Marketing's sole purpose is to go, fuck, I really want that game. I don't care how much it costs. Fucking Grand Theft Auto Five. you know that's a stupid price. Fuckers are going to pay it. Marketing job is to do this. Now, I want the marketing job to give me something real. I don't want to be... And I remember PlayStation 2 launch title, The Bouncer. Oh, yeah. That was an amazing game. The original one, the one it was supposed to be, was better. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was. (laughs) And they actually had the cheek to show the demo of that game as optional content. In the main menu. Oh really? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I see. I didn't know any of this. The only thing I knew was that Bouncer. As long as we're thinking about the same game, Bouncer was like a kind of almost Final Fantasy esque kind of Japan Japanese anime style thing. Side scrolling beat 'em up thing. But it wasn't even really that side scrolling. But one of the, one of the things I remember it for was that you. It was one of the only games that supported the PlayStation Tap. The what? Where you could plug plug four controllers into it. Ah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you, you could buy this PlayStation Tap. It was like a V-shaped thing. Where you oh, the multi-tap. Into, yeah, the multi-tap. Yeah, where you plugged it into the, the first port on the PlayStation and gave you four ports so you could four people yeah. could play it. And you had all four of you running along playing this beat-em-up game. It was really good. But the thing that it was supposed to be was, you know, you could kick chairs, leapfrog over desks, real Jackie yeah. Chan, Samuel Young shit. And they decided uh, our physics didn't work that well. We took all of that out. <laughs> Where none of it was realistically ever actually in. And it's just, it, from what could have been some good, went something not so good, a bit poor. But I've never liked that sort of marketing approach. I, what I want Island. To, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's no, marketing. That, it's not the marketing that, guy's fault. It's the game developer's fault. Yeah. Mm. But we've got these new gen consoles their graphics are fantastic now there's no denying that so you don't need to polish it up too much more just show me the game that i'm going to be buying and i want to buy not the game that you think is going to make it sell to me the problem is that that's all down to the game developers and unless microsoft and sony and nintendo actually go to the game hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And say, make realistic trailers. It's never going to happen. It's not, it's not necessarily a next-gen console thing or a next-gen platform thing. It's more to do with the individual developers, and I don't think that's ever going to change. You're always going to see a, a trailer or a, or a release preview for a game and think, this is amazing, and then actually get your hands on it and think, well, the bit that I saw in the preview was great, but the rest of it's just kind of flat. Yeah, but the longer we sit and talk around and allow it to happen and not stand up and see it, you know, this is this whole section is what we want to see in the next gen. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is something I want to see, and I will stand up and I will make it known that I am pissed off with the marketing and doing this. Do you think we'll see yeah. more games, obviously, that, uh, was it Quantum Break that was announced at the Xbox One announcement? It had um, live-action footage mixed in with uh, pre-rendered game footage. Yeah. Do you think we'll see more along that lines? I'm hoping so. That look, It looked very interesting. It looked like a new way for this. I don't want it to go completely that sort of way but it's a, a new angle into it and i quite like the look of it yeah i don't know if we'll see that i mean it, it's, it gets very bizarre when you see something like you know we've got so far down the route of having amazing graphics but we're going to just put live action footage <laughs> on <Just> tv <laughs> <laughs> there's there was a couple of games that have done that before and i can't even remember the name of it there was one that was a horror game years ago called phantasmagoria yeah phantasmagoria or goria um that did exactly the same thing had live action footage in it and it was I mean, the graphics, aside from that, were bad. In fact, even the live-action footage was bad. But <laughs> oh, it was yeah. a great, it was a great game. It was a very, very good game. In fact, I really enjoyed it. I think it was one of those things that you had to have a taste for. Yeah. But I thought, I thought it was a great game. But it, that's one of those things. I think maybe that's a bit of a gimmick. Touting that is a bit pointless because it's it's not something that the new console offers. It doesn't offer anything apart from the fact that you've got the the connect built in mm. that maybe will allow you to immerse into a live-action game better. Other than that, this is something that's been around for ages. So, I mean, in the next-gen consoles, Zero is right. I think one of the big things is two completely separate faces to the console or to the gaming world. There's the console manufacturers, and then there's the game developers. And a lot of the time, they're not in sync at all. And, no, I think you would definitely agree with that one. On and that. I think it, it would be nice if... I don't even know which one of them needs to take control. Or maybe they just need to come to kind of a symbiotic agreement. But it... it I think there needs to be a more kind of unified front where people go, this is our game. The game sells itself. You don't, don't look at any marketing bollocks. Here's a 30-minute demo of the game. Just play it. And if you like it, buy it. And, and it will download straight to your console, and off you go. You can start playing straight away. And that's kind of what OnLive was trying to do. And with good games, it works. Mm. But... I, obviously, it's never going to happen in a million years. I mean, you look at trailers. I, again, a tangent. Has anybody watched the film Flight with Denzel Washington? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I watched I, it recently. Now, I'm probably going to be completely the only person who thought this, but I watched the trailer for that film and thought, that looks bloody amazing. He flies a plane upside down. Jesus Christ, I want to watch that film. Yeah. So I watched it, and I was so disappointed. They made the trailer look 
totally different to what the film actually is. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's a terrible film, but it is not the film that I went to watch. No, that trailer suggests that it's a lot of action, where it's literally yeah, five minutes of action. There's two separate trailers. There's a cinematic trailer, which is reasonably short, and there's a, there's a, a full-blown trailer. And everything in the trailer is about the plane incident mm. and the, the court case. Yeah. Those are the two the two things that get shown in the trailer. And you don't see any of this bollocks about him waffling around with some random woman and being in the hospital for ages and having, you know, alcoholism and all this kind of crud. You don't see any of that. And there's a reason for it, because it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to sell a film about an alcoholic coming to terms with his, with his problem, then market it as that. Don't market it in a different way because you know that more people are going to go and see that movie. And it's exactly the same with games. Don't market an action game as horror because it's not. It's an action game with ghosts in it or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, yeah. They might as well be Goombas. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference to the game at all. So, yeah, I'm completely on board with that. But I don't think yeah. that unless, the, unless the, 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 like Microsoft and Sony go to the, the, the game developers and say, look, Market your games because you're hurting our brand. Market your games as they are, not as you want them to be. If you wanted your game to be that, make that game. Hmm. See, Don't make a different is... game and pretend that it's the game that you should have made all along. It's a good idea, but you're going from it. There's not just two points. It's not the developers and the marketers. There's a third point, which is us. And so far, for a long period of time, we've just been so compliant and, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you're oh, right. You're kinda, right. Yeah. That's kind of shit. Now, the first one, whoever really stood up and said something that I can, you know, really go back to was Mass Effect 3, where everyone sort of stood up and went, that ending was shit. Yeah, hang on a minute. Yeah. This is not what I've invested my time in. Yeah, that, like, well, that wasn't necessarily thought... marketed incorrectly. That was just them not, not living up to the promise that they brought to us with the previous two games. Yeah, I, I, Fuck it, pers- do. Personally, I think they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think they were wrong there. But I like the fact they stood up and said something. Yeah, you know, I I applaud that more than anything else. That the god says, this really is what I fucking expected from the third and final of the franchise here. Mm. But I think I think unfortunately, a lot of the time, a lot of these games are new properties that are trying to get out there, and they think to themselves, right, well, look, we've made a game about magical ponies, but everybody (laughs) loves Call of Duty, so we're going to make a trailer where there's no magical ponies in it, and instead there's a guy with a gun and a dog. And then when you buy the game, it's got magical ponies, and everybody kind of goes, "Well, that's quite an extreme example, though." <laughs> but this is, this is the kind of thing that that's that's I think you're not you're not buying the game that you thought you bought. You're not buying the film that you thought you bought. It's and and then it goes flat. And what pisses me off is if you thought that was the game that everybody wanted, make that game. Don't make a yeah. different game, and then get your marketing guys to make it look different. Yeah, spot on. Well, like yeah, like I said, Dead Island was. Uh, that first trailer went viral so, so quickly. People were going, oh my god, have you seen the new trailer for, or the trailer for that new zombie game? And then you actually play the game and the only bit of that family you see is right at the very beginning in the when hotel room. That that you <laughs> um, well, when you, you like mooch about in the hotel, you go into yeah. one of the rooms and it's got a dead family in it. And uh, yeah, that that's basically the only reference to the entire trailer. And the the new, tra- I think they did it intentionally, but the new trailer is exactly the same. You no, see all no. these all all Riptide. this in stuff the on a boat. Yeah, but the game is the same old shit as 
as the last game. <laughs> right, I'm going to put this out there. I love Dead Island. I thought the first oh, time... Oh, I, I did. I thought I it was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Oh, shut up then. What's your problem? <laughs> the, the issue that I've got is, yeah, all right, it was a really emotional trailer, but... Uh, there were emotional bits in the game. There were supposed to be emotional bits. They didn't engage for me because of the way that the game was, and I think probably because of the speed of it and everything. But mm. there were bits in the game that were supposed to be very, very powerful. One of the main characters gets kidnapped by a bunch of police that she has gone to help because she's got basically the only armoured vehicle in the entire area, and she has heard this call for help from the police station. So she drives over to try and help all these people, and they get her... They grab her, and for the over the course of a couple of days, they rape her, and that's a really harsh thing. That's really that's really deep. The problem that I had was that she took the fucking vehicle, <laughs> and I wanted it, so it completely disconnected me from any anguish that she might be going through. But there were quite a lot of bits in the game that were similar to that, that were supposed to be quite powerful in keeping with the trailers that they brought out, they, but they never really connected in the game. They tried. They tried to put these things in there, but they, they just never hit home. But the problem with that was, is it... <sighs> The gameplay didn't match the trailers. Well, the so trailers was just the trailers. The family. Yeah, the trailers were supposed to be powerful and emotive and make you really feel and want to want to play the game like it was going to be this big epic game. And then you play it, and it's basically Left for Dead spliced with Dead Island, uh, spliced with uh, Dead Rising, yeah, and Fallout. Yeah, and it's like well. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not don't completely... don't take it don't, don't take this the wrong way. I mean, I I think Sarah and I played Summer Dead Island on the Xbox, and I played yeah, with some other people. I played with some other people, and I absolutely fucking loved it. Co-op, it was it was. That's where the game was. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And I definitely. think I enjoyed it more co-op. It's one of those games that was the last game that I really enjoyed multiplayer. Uh, next to Payday and uh, Red Board. Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. I think I need to go good. back and play that again sometime soon. It was a good game, but Colt was definitely good. I think probably I'm going to draw a, draw a line between that and what Ciro was saying originally, where Ciro was saying they polish a, a section of the game to perfection, and then mm-hmm. they show it at E3 or whatever, and they go, right, this is our game. And actually, the rest of the game is not polished up to that po- that level because that was the bit of the game that they wanted to show, and that's what's shown in all the trailers and all the rest of it. And the guy that's playing the game has played it a billion times, and he knows exactly what to do to make it look as impressive as it possibly can do. Yeah. But I think there's a big difference between that and having a cinematic trailer that is supposed to portray emotion and what the game is about on a different level, rather than actually just showing gameplay that isn't quite to the level that the rest of the game is. But yeah. uh, well, anyway, but there's loads of other things that I want to see in the in the next gen consoles as well, and I'm a little bit disturbed. Well, not disturbed. I'm a little bit upset that they've gone. It, they're pulling a bit of a Nintendo move on me. That's my biggest problem. It's almost like they're saying you are. We're not really sure if you're our target audience anymore, because we now we now want to to sell our shit to loads of other people, and there's loads of other people that don't currently buy our stuff. So you, the loyal guy that has been buying our stuff year after year, you are are not really. We don't care about you anymore. Well, that so you've, you've got you've got your. FIFA, you've got your Call of Duty. We want to go get other people. Yeah. yeah. I want to see uh, the next gen. I want to see um, the PS4 have a better user interface. Cause oh, the, no. No. What? There's what? nothing wrong with the PS3 interface. When I ha- Fucking crap. When I had man. one, I could not find anything. 
That's because you're just not used to it. I'm not keen on the Xbox interface either. No, Even no after I'm not. Blade were much I, I, better, the first iteration of that user, uh, dashboard. Well, yes. we, know, we know what the Xbox One's interface is going to be like, because it's just going to be Windows, Windows 8. 8. yeah. British shite. <laughs> well, it's, great, it's great for everything other than Windows. <laughs> I just have any yeah. problem with Windows 8, on a, like the Metro interface, on a phone, on a console, on a tablet. Mm. Just don't, don't put it on Windows. <laughs> this yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's, it's less effective than the start menu that you had before, and it takes up 200% more of the screen space. <laughs> Has anyone noticed that, uh, just when I cut out earlier, that Skype is a lot more shite since Microsoft bought them? Even when my connection drops and then kicks back in, it won't let me rejoin the call. The only way I could rejoin this call was to start stupidly a video call which it doesn't support because i haven't got a premium skype subscription so it just kicked me into a normal call i and went oh you skype. need to yeah you need to buy a skype subscription well no i don't want to i just want to be able to chat shit about video games with <laughs> like on a regular like just voice is fine well, none, we yeah, don't, none of that's gonna matter now that you can use skype on your xbox one anyway everyone's gonna be using that surely aren't they I like Skype. I don't think Microsoft I like anything particularly Skype. wrong with it. Did, did Microsoft purchasing Skype coincide with you moving to a pl- in a, into a house that's got a shoddy internet? <laughs> no, we are. No, we we are sorting that out. So hopefully by so. doing what I can mail you a couple of baked bean tins and some string that's more effective than <laughs> fucking internet connection is. Just shout so, and zeros down the phone at BT. The one thing I'm looking forward to the next generation consoles is a lot of the streaming content. The ability to upload just even small sections, you know, your classic moments, or just little small victories over, you know, any sort of Street Fighter game, anything, just uh, touch the button, especially for the PlayStation 3. Uh, 3? Fuck it. PlayStation 4. Yeah. It's fantastic. The streaming options for Twitch and other gaming systems like that and YouTube streams, again, it'll bring a lot richer content to the world. I've got to say, this is now the second point that we've got to where OnLive have already done it. So OnLive did exactly this, and in fact, to the point where the, there was a button on the control pad. If you bought the OnLive console, there was a button on your control pad specifically for taking 10-second snapshots of gameplay. I think you're the only person so you, bought it on LivePop so much. Yeah, well, shut up. <laughs> so the, you literally, you push it. Now, it was a bit flawed because obviously you don't know when you're about to do something that's off the charts amazing. But you, you push a button and then it would literally take a, a 10 second snapshot. You didn't have to push it again to stop it. Right. And then it would upload that to your profile. And then you could but, go to that and, and people could watch those, the, those little see, snapshots. I'll say one, I'll say one thing. Clips. My yeah, best moments clips. take more than 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> My best moments take less than five. The, <laughs> the, the, the issue with it was a lot of the time you could have done with like a, a five second backwards grace where you realize that you've just done something amazing and you want to push the button and it'll actually start recording from five seconds before you push the button. <laughs> yeah. Isn't like, some sort of screen capture device that does something similar? Flashback recording? Yeah. Elgato yeah. game capture card does an hour's flashback. Yeah, see something like that would be great. Where you could go, right, I, I've just done something brilliant, right? So I'm gonna push this button now and I want you to start the capture from twenty seconds ago and then I want you to finish it when I push the button again. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. That'd be great. But again, this is something that uh, OnLive had the had the right idea. 
And also, online had the idea that you could jump in and watch other people playing their games as they're playing them. So if you've got somebody on, the, on your friends list, you could literally go to your game wall and go into their game and watch them playing their game and like drop comments onto the screen and stuff. And this is something that PlayStation 4 wants to do with the Gakai thing that they've got going on. OnLive did it. And it, it was actually really good and it was really entertaining. But it OnLive flopped. And it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Have you still got your console? Yeah, I've still got it. I don't do anything with it. I keep looking every now and again to see if anybody's hacked it so you can put Linux on it or something, but no, nothing. There's not even enough people using it or having it to to give it a, an indie kind of hack. <laughs> Environment. Nothing. Nobody's what, got this thing. What amazes me, didn't they give this away for free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At you, one of the big you, games conventions. Yeah, like, was it Eurogamer two years ago? Eurogamer. I think it might have been Eurogamer. If you went to the online store... Uh, and you had like you had to get this ticket when you went in. You got given an online console, and also when it first came out, they made it so that one like a load of their launch games. So I think it was Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, uh, they were like you a buy Batman Arkham Asylum. No, if you buy Batman Arkham Asylum on 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 live just after it came out, and it was only quite cheap. It was only about twenty eight quid, which is cheap for that game anyway. They were a game set... that you don't technically own. <laughs> You're just streaming. <laughs> yeah, but you're streaming it. But still, twenty eight quid. You own that game, you can play it whenever you want, and they will send you a micro console for free. And they did okay. that with several games, and the reason I got it was because I bought Saints Row 3, and they sent me the console for free. Did you finish Saints Row 3? No. <laughs> no, I did not. And with that, let's wrap this section up. Yeah. <laughs> Get over, here! over on Facebook, we like to... No, we don't. Not just Facebook. On our social media platforms. Wow, our, that was very corporate. <laughs> on our various social media sites, we like to give something back to you guys. Um, recently, we've been talking to Greenheart Games, uh, who kindly gave us a copy of uh, Game Dev Tycoon. The excellent Game the, Dev Tycoon. The excellent Game Dev Tycoon. Uh, the excellent and controversial Game Dev Tycoon. <laughs> um, so, we asked on our Facebook and Twitter page um, where what rather what game would you like to see or would you make if you had complete free reign over it you you any genre any game style you can make a game and there we go we got some um, great responses didn't we yeah unbelievable amazing responses i mean uh, some of them are games that i know from talking to these guys that we have already said that we'd like to see as a game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, just some absolutely excellent responses. Um, before we get into those, and before we pick a winner, uh, we're just going to... Well, I know that you guys have definitely got games that you want to see. Um, so, Rich, why don't you, you tell us about what game you, you would make if you could make any game. All right, so mine is going to be... <sighs> I've always wanted... A really immer- now Red Dead Redemption was great. Don't get me wrong, but I've always wanted a a really immersive, open world, sandboxy World West oh, game. You've chosen the same as me. <laughs> yeah, same. Sorry. Man. Sorry. But I don't want. I don't. It could be an MMO, but I don't necessarily just want that. I want it to the point where you're just like a regular guy, and you've gone out there uh, looking for I don't know whatever it is you're prospecting or something like that. And I want it to the point where you can 
Like guns, everybody shows a Wild West. Everybody's got a gun. There's guns everywhere. There's guns coming out the woodwork. I don't want that. There's bar fights. I want you to be able to fight with a stick or break a chair and use bits of the chair to to hit people yeah. and stuff like that. I want a, I want a, a game that's like as close to life-ish as you could get it. So you could pick up a bottle and smack somebody over the head with it and stuff like that. And it can escalate into something much bigger and much grander than that. And obviously you become an outlaw or whatever it is. But I'd love to see a, a wild, a, definitely a Wild West game. And one of the biggest things I want to see in it is I want you to be able to go out into the the, the, the desert or the plains or whatever and just start your own settlement. Just kind of go out there with a wagon and start off where, or, okay, I've got a couple, I've got some cattle, so I'm going to build myself a fence. So you, you the Oregon up. Trail of, yeah. of uh, MMOs. It doesn't even have to be an MMO, but a co-op would be good. I think it would be nice if it was at least co-op. Mm. But you could like set up a fence, and then and then you get to a point where, okay, I need a house now, so you build yourself a shack. and then But you've actually got to go out and gather all of this stuff, and, and there's, there's a risk that somebody's going to turn up and just shoot you, or you know rustle all your cattle and this kind of stuff. There's a vulnerability to it where you could genuinely lose everything that you've got at the drop of a hat, kind of like Daisy. And I want that that survivalist element to it, but in in a wild west setting because that's what it was all about. It was all about the frontier, going to new places and chipping out this really harsh land for yourself. Yeah, mm. that's that's what I'd love to see. And it, it, hard as hell, and it doesn't even need to be that you get that far, but. Red Dead Redemption was really grand and it had this huge grand scheme to it and I don't I want it to be more personal than that. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I see I kind of disagree. I I really really loved the Red Dead Redemption multiplayer. I mean, Zero and myself <laughs> as some other guys that we know played that for hours. Oh, just the, the dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> just just stampeding about the old west uh, and but all of that yeah that'd be great hunting yeah that's great all of that and if it was an mmo that'd be great because you could put together hunting parties and you go out to these homesteads and you find these guys that have set themselves up like a little a little load of fencing and they've got some cattle in there and you rustle them or whatever but i think that there needs to be it's one of those things where and as an mmo it'd be great but you would have to really really think about the downsides for people who who would do stuff like that, because the one of the reasons I didn't really want to make it an MMO is you look at some something like Eve. There's almost no downside to being a cunt. So you will yeah. pretty much get people. You will work your ass off for ages and ages and ages in a legitimate way to make as much money as you can, and then some asshole who's done pretty much nothing to earn his keep will turn up, shoot you, nick all your stuff, and then bugger off. And there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, as we've both found recently, Daisy is exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly shoot, the same. Shoot first, ask questions later. Which, yeah. which, as we said last night, without having an inside conversation, as we were saying last night, uh, th- that's quite a significant drawback to a game because someone will follow you for ages and you've got absolutely fuck-all equipment, but they will still shoot you for no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, and you've been playing the game for an hour and a half and effectively you've got nothing that's worth anything to them. There's no reason for them to kill you other than the joy of being an absolute asshole, but they do it anyway. There needs yeah. to be a big downside to it. There was a great game, an, an MMO that I played a while ago called Lineage 2, and the, the way that they dealt with it was that if you killed somebody without provocation and they didn't attack you back and you didn't have a fair one-on-one fight, then you got something called bad karma. If you had bad karma, your name above your head went red. There was two ill effects to bad karma. You couldn't go into main towns. The guards would kill you on sight. 
And if anybody killed you, there was a 25% higher chance that you would drop some of your equipment on the floor. Oh, I like awesome. that idea. So there is a proper, yeah. proper downside to being an asshole. Yeah. And that way you would find hunting parties that would go out that would look for people with bad karma mm-hmm. because that, they knew that, that they would get... sounds awesome. Bounty that... hunting, bad karma fuckers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I want. I want to see you, you kill somebody. Like on this frontier world, you kill somebody and that gets, you know, a poster gets put up, right? This is this guy. He's killed somebody. He's a bit of an asshole. There's now a bounty on his head. You yeah. can't go into a main town now or anywhere with a trading post because the law will be on you and you'll get put in jail. And I'd love to see something along the lines of if you finally get caught, so you get killed. If you get killed, you lose everything. Kind of like Daisy. It's all gone. Or you get put in jail, you get captured, you get put in jail, and your character is then in jail for a predetermined amount of time, depending on the severity of your crimes. So cattle rustling or whatever it is, 24 hours in jail. You then cannot play that character for 24 hours. You've got to log off the game or log on to a different character. That's the kind of thing that I want to see. It will put people off just being an arsehole for the sake of being an arsehole. Zero, what kind of game did you want? I'd, I'd, I'd go for that. You said you had no idea about a game, Zero, did you? See, mine's a bit more geeky. I've, <laughs> I, I think I've mentioned this previously. You, Zero, I, geeky? <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> no, model champion here. No, I'm into, I like role-playing. And, you know, I like role-playing games, but I've always wanted one where you can incorporate, you know, the old-style Dungeons & Dragons tabletop role-play, you know, D20 modern. I'm now, so glad you said uh, Dungeons & Dragons, because I just, well, all sorts of images of you then, Zero, that... I really didn't want. <laughs> Sorry, I really did want. I really did want. My mistake. Oh, come around one night and we'll play, we'll play it out. Anyway, now with the role play thing is, I, I was really hoping they were going to do it with the Wii U. Now you have multiple people hooked up to the, the main TV. That's your main focal point. Mm-hmm. But you've got the one person with the Wii U pad who's got the ability to, you know, draw a map. They can plot out an area, draw a map, and all the other three people, or four people maybe, can be playing on the map. You're creating as they go along. So Wii U, um, Zombie U did something very similar in the multiplayer mode, where one person had the Wii U pad, and they were able to drop zombies all around you. Wow. See, that's That's great. That's a good idea. I I really like that. I've not thought about that before. Yeah. So... I loved it on the Zombie U where, you know, they're looking at, on the Wii U pad, they're looking at a top-down picture of you running around. And they can have full control over the map, and they can just start dropping zombies by touching. <laughs> Which zombie they want to drop, like a, a you know, a tower defense game almost. I'll take that zombie, I'll put it there. And the person playing, you don't know where these zombies are, you just start hearing the echo. <laughs> And you know they're coming for you, and the you, the person with the pads laughing their fucking ass off, like, "Oh, you bugger!" I want to do more stuff like that, but maybe I can draw the map for you. Maybe I can create a dungeon layout, then watch you play it. Maybe drop monsters, trap doors, you know, the Indiana Jones rock chasing you down the hallway. <laughs> That's what I'd like to do in a new game. Nice. I've got to say, there's. You just had me thinking with that. There was a game. Now, you'll forgive me for getting the name of it, but it was a mod. It was a mod to, I think it was either Half-Life 2 or Counter-Strike or something like that, where pretty much you were a load of guys and you were against like an alien invasion or something and you were all playing in first person. But one person on your team had a top-down RTS view and that person could put buildings down. 
Yeah, and they could put down buildings, and people could run into the buildings and get like weapon upgrades and stuff. And it all cost money, and it was effectively an RTS game. But the troops were the other players playing in an FPS mode. That'd be brilliant with the Wii U pad. See, you could do exactly the same thing. That 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 guy could be using the Wii U pad to to control the RTS view, Mm. and everybody else could be playing in in a kind of first person view kind of thing. That'd be brilliant. We found a use for the Wii U. (laughs) <laughs> Stranger than that, that's what can you hope they went down the line with? This, this is kind of similar to something that uh, a friend of mine and I, uh, James or Keridor, have, have spoken about previously. Uh, but moving away from consoles and over to um, mobile devices, so taking away the pen and paper element of your um, of your character in tabletop games, I'm not going to shit you guys i'm not a tabletop player i i don't understand it i don't really see the appeal but um using have no imagination well yeah basically (laughs) um using uh nfc technology to um basically you create your character you scan it in to your phone or mobile device that has nfc built into it and that then creates your stat sheet and um Everyone gets their own copy of um, the map, I believe it is. Um, And if you've got a tablet big enough that you can use, you can use that as a map. So you can see basically like an interactive tabletop game. So you all still sit around um, and you see the digital dice on on your displays, um, on your individual displays. But it's sort of... just a tabletop game that completely removes, um, completely tabletop. removes. The paper well, yeah, the kind of the the pen and paper. Um, just just a variant on what you were you were saying, but hmm. something something different. I'd love yeah, to see. Yeah, that's not be up for something like that. To be very honest, yeah. There used to be a game um, from Sports Interactive. You guys probably won't care at all. Uh, it's Football Manager, but he did Football Manager Live, which was a it's an MMO version of Football Manager. Really? Yeah, where you pay obviously you pay a monthly subscription, and you when you signed up, you could either choose to play in a world with real players, or you could play in a world with um, created players. Mm-hmm. And it got split up into leagues, and there was like mods for all the, the the leagues and everything. But it was just so much fun. It but it actually um, it died basically because <laughs> there were so many bugs with it. It just didn't ever work properly. There was lots of like cheat tactics and things like that, and. Yeah, I just really so want to that, see is that. that the kind, is that the kind of thing that you want to remake? You'd want to bring that back in a bigger way. Exactly. Yeah, I think something like that would be excellent on uh, probably on the Wii U because the Wii U's got you know having a tablet in front of you for tapping on for controlling. <laughs> yeah, you know all of that kind of stuff. That would be great. One Especially, thing I've got to I've got to say. Sorry, Lewis. Just quickly. That's right. One thing that I want to say that that Ciro's totally brought me onto that it, it never occurred to me before with the Wii U. The Wii U adds an element of personality, like. There's, there's a personal thing with the Wii U because you're holding that tablet thing in front of you. Now, to me, that's always seemed a bit weird because you're playing a console. It's a kind of public thing. Everybody's seeing what you're doing on the TV and you can have a couple of guys around you. You know, you're playing Zelda or whatever it is and everybody's getting into it or helping you solve puzzles or something like that. Having these little tablets in front of you that only you can see always seemed like a bad idea to me. But if you're talking something that is cooperative but not necessarily you're all with each other like a dungeons and dragons or a tabletop kind of game but on an interactive console having that personal element to it is a really big plus because you can all have your individual things that are going on 
Like, it might be a murder mystery game or something. Yeah, that would random. work perfectly. Do you know what I mean? So you've got a murder mystery game, and one of you's done something, and you've all got information up on your own little personal screens, and the rest of you can't see it. So you're all playing this game and engaging with each other on the main screen and doing doing little things, but you've all got your own personal stuff that's going on as well that only you know about. And that would be brilliant. I think that would be really good. And it doesn't have to be a murder mystery or it doesn't have to be a, a, a kind of D&D-style tabletop game. That's got tons of applications. Now, obviously, you'd have to have multiple tablets. You'd have to have a couple of these controllers. But still, I mean, if the game is good enough, it'd be worth doing. With the murder mystery stuff, I just I just immediately thought of Cluedo on a mm. console. Yeah, but that, yeah, that is kind of it. But <laughs> you could go so much further with it, though. Yeah. Now, if you do a Cluedo game, imagine you're walking around the map and on one of your pads it says, you are the murderer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You are the murderer. This is what's happened. And, and you, nobody knows who else is the murderer. And you have to keep it to yourself. But you ramp it up. It's not just Cluedo. You have to kill the other people. Yeah. And not yeah. only do you have to kill the other people, you have to kill the other people so that the remaining guys don't know who you are. Okay. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, so that that's something I never thought about with a Wii U pad before, but that's intrigued me now. I doubt anybody will ever actually do it. But... <laughs> well, if I've thought about it, I hope somebody else has. <laughs> anyway, we've, we all shot up our amazing games that we would like to be made. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, I, I've already mentioned mine. Uh, well, it's mine has already been mentioned, but just uh, a Fallout-style MMO. Mm. We've spoken yeah. about that before. Um, I think on yeah, every podcast. Everybody wants. Yeah, on every podcast. <laughs> we, yeah, dude, just in case. He just mentions it on every... We'll get to podcast 50. He'll still be hawking. <laughs> just in case nobody's made it yet. Should we uh, mention <laughs> some of our favourites that we got? I think we should well, mention some of them. I think they should all... Yeah, I was going to say, I think they should all get an, an honourable mention. Okay. Should we... Uh, we'll read, read them out one at a time well we've already yeah, done so. uh, Richard Craven's one basically which is the MMO MMO uh, Wild West Red Dead Redemption yeah, yeah. So, yeah he's, basically, he's basically said exactly the same thing that I wanted yeah, yeah. just give him a free so, plug you can check his podcast out his and hers movie reviews there you go oh is that him yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that <laughs> super uh, well let's start at the top uh, Nicholas Isaacson uh, says he would like or he would create a first-person puzzle game in which you paint weirdly shaped floors and have to avoid painting yourself into a corner. That sounds brilliant. I'm sure that's... That sounds great. It's got to be yeah. in the indie market on Xbox already. Is that like already. Paintball Snake or something? Well, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Is it, um... Puzzles on the floor, I guess, and you've got to paint them and you've got to make sure that you've got a way out. I don't know. There's, there's applications for that. That would mm. be great on a, on a touchscreen, on a tablet or on a phone. Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah, a really, really a, good little puzzle a game. A mobile game, I think that's... that's yeah, yeah. Even using the old gyroscopic uh, technology. Yeah, you could do as well. I mean, there are sort of similar games out at the moment. Is it Zenbound, um, which is a, a mobile game? Yeah, uh, kind of. With the, that's a bit, the, bit of a passive game, that, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's a different different idea certainly different ideas of what it's all about Mm. i'm finding that the mobile platforms at the moment are getting the breadth you know they're getting the real bulk of the different ideas are they Mm. not i mean there are a lot of good indie games coming out on pc and stuff but there's a lot of really out there ideas coming out on the mobile platforms which is which is really nice it's nice to see the mobile developers starting to move into the big leagues now so one that I noticed this afternoon is um, Orange Pixel, the developer, or Orange Pascal, the, the developer behind uh, Gunslugs and, um, what's the other one? Meganoid 2. 
uh, he he has actually uh, he's started developing for the PS Vita. Oh, right. oh wow! So it's the next step so, up, isn't it? From well, it's yeah. a big step up, really, for a, for an indie developer. If he's managed to yeah. get the funding to develop games for the Vita, that's a big platform. Mm. I mean, he's a he's a, a super guy. Or go and check him out on uh, on Twitter and just on the general interwebs. But yeah, uh, it, I thought that was quite a a big. Obviously, it's a big thing for him, but it, a big thing just for a mobile indie dev to then have a game going onto the the PSN network. So I think that, I think the mobile platforms and the ease of development for the mobile platforms is really helping to launch a lot of very very talented developers mm. to take that step because jumping straight to one of the bigger consoles is. is Realistically, it's not going to happen. Even no. if you look, even if you look at something like um, the Xbox Live Marketplace, you, you're going to need some backing. You're going to need some grunt behind you to do that kind of thing. But if you've managed to make yourself a couple of successful mobile games on Android or iOS, mm. then it's a, that's a massive step up for you. That's great. Yeah. So as our second response was from a guy called Dan Ragnar. He said a uh, a role playing game where you and your companions are sentient dice trying to escape from a tabletop D and D session. I like this, this one. Really, <laughs> this is brilliant. I love this one. Yeah, See, this There's is so really... many different ways that you can go with this. Yeah, so this is why ways. Darn is a man after my own heart. Here. <laughs> it so, is. This is great. The thing but is, I... I'm never going to be able to play a board game again now. With uh, <laughs> no, so roll my dice. Uh, one of them goes on the f- goes under. The sofa. <laughs> oh. I love. I love the idea that you are. So let's say it's a full-on 3D world. Yeah, and you're a die that's just been thrown onto this tabletop and there's all this stuff going on around you and you're like, right, screw this, I'm off. I can't be doing this anymore. I'm getting thrown around everywhere. <laughs> and there's a load of monsters or whatever that's already on the table and there's a game master. I love the idea that you could look up and see like five guys <laughs> sat around you looking down at you. Yeah. Yeah. And to then you're fair, like... Would you, would you want to be a die sat around, uh, sat looking up? us for looking at <laughs> no i wouldn't want to be a person sat looking at you three but <laughs> the the um i love the idea that let's say right so you you as a die you go right i'm going to attack that monster that orc or whatever it is that's in front of me i want out of here yeah i've had enough and so you roll yourself to try and attack this thing yeah or that sounds like a great idea it can be a full-on like 3d game but with that massive twist thrown into it, I think that'd be that'd be really entertaining. See, I'm just telling you now, darn gets my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I can't even remember what it is. I think I watched a TV program at one point where there was a couple of people trapped in a D and D game, and whenever they looked up, they saw the people that were playing the game looking down at them like they were giants. Mm. That's exactly how I'm envisaging this game. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Yeah. The, the next one's my favourite one. The next one gets my vote. Uh, from Barry Grove uh, my idea for a game would based on the great Christmas tradition of kids toys and then bloody plastic ties that hold them tightly to the cardboard <laughs> you would have a set you would have a set time to untangle the buggers and points are awarded for speed but points deducted if you cut your fingers on the metal see he gets points for the use of the word buggers yeah. <laughs> everything else that's definitely a mobile game if anything yeah. like cut the rope that's that kind of thing this is why yeah. I have I have long nose players out for Christmas. It's a, it's a mod for Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just, Death uh, Tangle Lee. Honorary mention because uh, Barry Grove is super Nazi. Oh, is he? Yeah, for those of you who don't know. Oh. Um, yeah. From Gamer Dads. Yeah, for the Gamer Dads podcast. Yeah. 
good good guys go and listen to their podcast yeah good guys great podcast yeah not as good as ours no i mean (laughs) they're all right they're both (laughs) equally as good as one another bollocks yeah but we're slightly better so (laughs) (laughs) the next guy richard collett this is this is i've I've got to say it's not going to be any surprise to anybody this is my my favorite Uh, this is an an FPS. I don't think it has to be an FPS, but he's saying FPS based on Battle Royale. There are 40 players. You get random weapons. There is one winner. Games last as long as they need, but it also takes into account hunger, infection, uh, and everything else that comes with it. This sounds to me like Daisy. It sounds like Daisy with no zombies and a more persistent world. It sounds a bit like Fallout on hardcore mode. Uh, yeah, is, this is a semi quasi MMO, right? Mm. But when you start, once you started the game, that's it. If you log off, your character goes to sleep, so effectively lies down and goes to sleep wherever you left them. And the the weather and everything else still affects them. So if it's raining and you haven't put yourself under cover, you still get cold and you still get infection or whatever it is, and all the rest of it. And people can still kill you. So people can still turn up and kill you. And I'd love to see you get like a text message or something. You've just been killed. <laughs> you shouldn't have fallen asleep yeah. in the middle of a road, you twat. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. That would be brilliant. That's a good idea. So you, you go off and you start playing this game, and it's exactly like Battle Royale, down to the point where you've got the collars. Have you guys seen the Battle Royale film or read the manga or anything? Yeah, yep, seen the film yep. a couple of times. So great. So down to the point where you have to move. So every now and again, zones get cordoned off. So it goes, right, this zone is now out of bounds. If you're still in this zone after this amount of time, then your collar explodes. So if you're not in the game at the point that that happens, or if you haven't moved your, your character outside of that zone, then you, you die. And next time you go to log in, you're dead. You'll have to join a different game. See, no, I'd have to disagree with that part. I think that you yeah. should be given that grace period that when you log back in, you should be told, this is now a red zone. You, yeah, have, you have 15 have minutes. minutes to get out. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with that. All right. It could be a, a console PC game with a, a mobile app that you could move your character. I don't know about moving your character. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. What happens if you get I think maybe getting updates sort updates of, uh, on, your, on your mobile app mm. or um, being think... able to see the map and see where other players are. No, um, I don't think right? you should be able to see where other players are. I, I, no, unless I you that's be your weapon. Saying that, I think every now and again there should be a snapshot. So let's say every hour... Yeah, it goes, boof. It gives you a snapshot of where every player is on the map. So, yeah, like on the mobile app, it will then give you a snapshot. And, like, if, you, if you're talking about uh, Glass mm. or whatever, you know, the Microsoft, uh, it shows you on your tablet, right, this, yeah. is this is where all the players are. But it only does that once every hour. That's a good so idea. Snapshot, snapshot, this is where all the players are right now. And you, it comes up on the screen, there has been a snapshot sent out to all players. So you now know, shit, everybody knows where I am currently. I need to bugger off. You could set so, a trap. And, uh... Yeah, you could set a trap for them, mm. knowing where they're going to be coming from. Or you could wait. You know, you're geared pretty well. You're pretty confident that the guy that turns up next, you're going to have better equipment than he has. Yeah. So you just wait. You climb up a tree or something, you wait for them to turn up. Good that, use of baby traps as well to set them waiting. Mm, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. Yeah. This, this could be... I mean, it would be amazing. I've always wanted a Battle Royale game, which is exactly why I, I enjoyed uh, Minecraft Hunger Games. I liked the Hunger Games movie and I've read the books. Everything Battle Royale-esque is it's something I've always wanted to see in a game. That's why I started playing DayZ. It's not quite there, but... It's Stop. as close as you can get at the moment mm. to a battle royale esque kind of game, but I'm I'm well on board with this. With with enough thought, this could be an incredible game. 
this could quite easily be made um, uh, made from a mod of uh, Armor Two, like they did with Daisy. Yeah, it could be. You yeah, just, you just take out. You just take what well, or Armor Three? Yeah, you just take out the zombies. Yeah, pretty much. And you, you obviously, you have more people on a server at a time. Yeah, but... of that survivalist element as well. Like everything, mm. you have to have food. You have to have water. Cuts and scrapes could pot- potentially cause infection. You yeah. can lose blood all the rest of it everything you've got to think about everything not just people shooting you it's not yeah. an fps it's a survival game and there happens to be a load of other people trying to kill you yeah, yeah. what's our next one then lewis um right you'll have to excuse me but uh i don't know how to pronounce your surname this is bram huge hi you yeah hi Bram H uh, <laughs> says he would go in the direction of the game Majestic. Um, for those who remember it, I, I have to admit I don't. <laughs> okay, um, I'll explain this for you if you don't know what it is. In a second. Okay. My game would interact with your real life, um, and with the current technology, it would it could be taken pretty far. You are tasked tasked to solve a mystery um, on your PC. You could interact through your mic with several NPCs, unwinding a story. You get phone calls, texts, emails, put up websites. You need to get on uh, to get the uh, the clues, or maybe actual locations. Then add another reality like the Oculus Rift to play the game. Uh, the theme should be like the longest journey. I I like this, but it sounds. R- a- it's starting to sound a bit like um, Ingress, the Android game. I don't it know isn't if it, it, it is and it isn't. The idea behind Majestic, which was amazing. Have you played Longest Journey or have you seen Longest Journey? No. Right, so the idea behind Longest Journey is just two worlds. There's mm-hmm. the regular world that we all live in, which is a world of science and technology and, and all the rest of it. And then there is this magical world. And the magic world is, like, not bound to any of those laws. Physics and science and everything don't make any difference. You can do stuff with magic. And there are certain people that can bridge the gap between these two worlds. And in the first game, you're one of those people that can bridge this gap. In the second game, you are somebody who is a dreamer who can coexist in both worlds at the same time. So I think the idea, what he's shooting at here is Majestic was a game that came out in 2001, I think. And it was one of the... it was. I don't know if it was the first, but it was an augmented reality game. So it was a game. There was an interactive element to it with, with you could get on your PC, you could play this game. But when you weren't playing the game, you would get text messages and emails and you would get notifications. And every now and again, you get an email that said, right, uh, we have found something. Or there is this encrypted file that you that we think you might need to find. And it will give you a web address. And you go to this web address and you, you play the game, but through your web browser. So you've got to like unencrypt this thing that's going on in this web website and it will give you a code. And the next time you log into the game, you put that code in and it does something inside the game. So it's kind of a, all the time, always on, it will keep pestering you and keep telling you that things are happening within the game. And it, it was a n- nice idea, but they approached it in entirely the wrong way and it flopped horribly. Yeah. And also, they, they were a little unfortunate with their timing as well with this, but the... The idea is that you, like we were saying before, when you're playing like the, the Battle Royale game, where it would text you or email you and tell you, right, you're now in a dead zone. You shouldn't be in this zone. You, you've got a certain amount of time to move out of it. It's a similar kind of thing, apart from it would constantly tell you. 
and you were under threat of being dead at any given moment. And it would kind of text you and say, right, somebody's going to kill you. You've got a couple of minutes to sort this out. But you'd be at work. <laughs> you have absolutely no ability to deal with this situation at all. And the, the, the mobile, there was no mobile platform for it. This was like before proper smartphones or anything. So it's not like you could do something about it on your phone. You had to go back to the game. The messages that you were getting were only notifications. I think now, and what he's getting at, is that now with smartphones and with all the technology that we've got in phones, it's easier for you to be able to interact with the game from yeah. your from your tablet or your phone or from your computer or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be as intensive as Majestic was attempting to be, but it will keep you immersed when you're not even playing the game. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry, I've... I've that bull-dumped. <laughs> then you bull-dumped <laughs> me. Sorry. Uh, Ross, uh, do you want to read out the next one? That's from Dieter. Dita. Yeah. Uh, is he a friend of someone's? Only because we can place most of the other people. So. Yeah, he's not a friend of mine. I don't. I can't pronounce his surname. Zero. Is he a friend of yours? No, no not one of mine. No, I randomly name. have a load of Russians and Czechoslovakians following <laughs> me uh, on Google Plus, and I don't know all of their names, but it could be one of them. Okay, I'm going to oh, go right. with okay. Dita Boys. That'll do. Uh, yep. He would like to make a fighter slash shooting game um, for everyone. You can pick up anything you find on the ground and fight with it. There will be a, a ranking system. It would also be an open world game, which sounds very similar to what um, you were mentioning, Rich, really, but just not in the, yeah. the Wild West. Yeah, so you can, but a brawler game. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, a, an open world brawler with usable scenery. Yeah. So you smash a chair over someone's back and then grab one yeah. of the chair legs and start beating them over the head with it. Kill somebody, cut off the leg, and then use the leg to beat some other people to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was kind of like, did anybody ever play... Oh, God, I'm going to forget what it was called now. It wasn't Sacred, was it? That was a top-down game. Ah. Oh. No, move on. Right, move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I like that one. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like that. And our final one, then, Lewis, is from uh, Bobby Bilbao. Bilbo. <laughs> He's called Bobby Bilbo. Is that actually his name? As far as we're aware. <laughs> I'd like to think that's his name. Carry on. Uh, it's a game in which you are a doll and you have to face the adventures of being a doll, like being thrown around, carried, dressed, unloved and loved. This is like Toy Story. Yeah, this is yeah. what I thought immediately. This is all over the place. This is Toy Story. And this is the, kind of, this is the game that should have made a Toy Story, I think. But it's a bit more adult-themed. The Toy Story game is actually quite good. Or the Toy Story 3 game. Is actually Toy, Story, Toy Story 3 nearly made me choke. Really? I couldn't handle it. At the end of that, <laughs> that film, when... Oh, Jesus. I, honestly, I couldn't handle it. When, when he gave those toys away, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> if they managed to get that kind of emotional power into a game in which you've just invested 10 plus hours into whatever's happening and then it has that kind of emotional impact, I'm not sure I'll be able to handle myself. <laughs> It'll be like Ares dying all over again. Spoiler. So we're giving away. So we're giving away uh, game dev tycoon, aren't we, to someone? So we are giving away the game dev tycoon. Um, to be honest, it's really hard. I wish we had That's like more information than you should be discussing on the podcast. No, it's really hard to make a decision. I wish we had nine copies to give away because, to be honest, I think they they all deserve a copy because they're, they're all, all good. excellent entries. Um, 
my favourite was Barry Grove, but after reading uh, Richard Collett's one, I'm, I'm yeah, in suede. I, yeah, the I'm one. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. Even though he is my friend, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Richard as well. <laughs> Even though I'm slightly biased towards him, I think <laughs> in a completely no. biased way. Well, we got, we got told off about think... not being biased last time, didn't we? So. Oh, yeah, not being biased or being too biased. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> enough, enough said. So, so I... we decided? Well, I don't know. I, I would lean... Now, for inventiveness, I'd lean towards Brams because I think <laughs> it's a really nice idea. But... If it's me as a player, and I, from a game that I would pick up immediately if it hit shelves, mm. it, it's got to be Richard Collett's one. That's three then, Tara. What do you reckon? Yeah, you know, I would play a love Battle Royale. I'd love to stick with you, Darren, but it's a clean sweep. It's going to be Battle Royale. Yeah. Well, he's, congratulations, he's... Richard Collett. Yeah, you nailed it. Well done. That was, that was an amazing game. Like, you pretty much knew what games we wanted to play. It's like he's listened to the podcast before. Mm. <laughs> the problem is now we've said it on the podcast, you can't um, copyright this or trademark it. No, can you? <laughs> we, we, own, we own it yeah. now. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, now uh, the proxy of Ready Player 2. So, just saying. Uh, so if you ever make that game, you owe us uh, lots of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this has been another episode of Ready Player Two. Uh, let's just say goodbye from everyone. Uh, Rich, do you want to say goodbye? Tell people where they can find you on the internet. Do you think anybody's going to want to find me? Really? Well, probably not. <laughs> you guys tried. You guys tried to start the podcast without even calling me. I mean, <laughs> we tried. I, <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, no. I am Zebwen. That's Z E B W E N on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, you can bugger off. You can't find me on Facebook. Um, I think it'll be on, on the website. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, uh, the um, you can find me on YouTube. I've got a load of videos. When when us guys meet up and we play games, I will pop the video straight up on my YouTube channel, which is newbie five n e w b e five. And if you want to find me on Steam, I'm under the same name, newbie five. So brand recognition. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ross, uh, yeah, I am. Uh, Rossbell1984 on Twitter. Uh, on Steam, I th- think I am Ross.Bell84. Uh, uh, double joke. I think Just that's right. That. <laughs> oh, the podcast. Everybody wait. We're checking his Steam ID. <laughs> I don't use Steam enough to know that off the top of my head. Um, on Xbox no. Live, you can friend me. I don't really play online very often, but add me as a friend anyway. Uh, that is Johnny Cashmere. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-K-A-S-H-M-I-R. Right, what's the score with that, Ross? <laughs> I've never asked you this. What is the score with oh, that? I'll just keep it a secret. No, when I first signed up to, well, basically the internet, my first email account, it was uh, Kashmir15284. That was my username. Because mm-hmm. Kashmir is my favourite song, Led Zeppelin, and 15284 is my date of birth. Okay. So I was that for a long time on Xbox Live. And then I was playing a game of Call of Duty... Modern Warfare, the first one, mm-hmm. um, and I was playing with some Canadian guys and and a guy called Johnny who was in there, and he said, "Oh, you should." Uh, when we talk about Johnny Cash, so I thought, well, maybe I can mix the two because I'm a big fan of Johnny Cash as well. So I've gone for a mixture of Johnny Cash and Cashmere, and that is how Johnny Cashmere came to be. Exactly. Zero. How about you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter under the handle CeroBlade, C-E-R-O-B-L-A-D-E. You'll find me on YouTube with the same handle, Facebook with the same handle, everywhere with the same handle. <laughs> <laughs> He's the same everywhere. He's not like me that mixes it up with a crazy name that nobody can understand. Uh, before you do yours, Lewis, I want to just thank everyone that's downloaded us. We've passed 1,000 downloads. For oh, yeah, crap. How can yeah. I forget about that? We, four we are. We've, we, yeah, we've blown past uh yeah we're way past it now yeah we're on like well over 1100 now so yeah thank you everyone who's who's uh downloaded and listened to us or just downloaded and not listened to us yeah even if you just downloaded it and ignored us completely that's fine we still can interacted with us on any sort of social media the more the more you interact with us the more we'll be involved basically Yeah. yeah and that's why we ask questions on our facebook and on our twitter and Occasionally on our G plus, so <laughs> yeah, not very much on G plus because it's bollocks. Your head is stepchild of the internet. Gets beaten. Nobody likes a ginger head stepchild. <laughs> Where can people find you online, Lewis? Uh, I am ilewis87. You can find me on Twitter as ilewis87. You can find me on Steam as ilewis87. You can find me on Xbox Live as ilewis87. You can find me on PSN as ilewis87. <laughs> and you can find me on uh, Facebook as ilewis87. Wow. Wow. At least you're consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made sure that I was consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That didn't work with me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically, you Google iLewis87 and it'll come up with my ugly mug. Yeah, you're also iLewis87 oh, yeah. on Raptor as well. Just and Google. Raptor and Xfire Pinterest. and Playfire and Pinterest and... <laughs> Just Google it. God. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. If yeah. you want to find me on the internet, just Google iLewis87. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me where it came from because it's a pretty dull story. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You two keep your stories to yourselves. Oh, at, and my website, and there, yeah, I, I'm pretty much all over. You you Google Ilewis87, it's just me. <laughs> How all over the place. that? Seriously, I've never said to anybody, if you want to find me, just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? That would be the best <laughs> <fight> ever. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have somebody, a, like a business card or anything, you just go, if you want to meet up, you Google me. <laughs> I want to be able- you, uh, you can't remember... Uh, you can't remember. You can't find my po- my address. So, <laughs> thankfully, hopefully for <laughs> your sake, hopefully for my sake, all my bank details. <laughs> so uh, don't look for them. Um, part of the the Man on the Post network, which I completely cut Ross off <laughs> with, That's all uh, right. which is us and Man on the Post. Yeah, there's another podcast which is currently in a bit of state of flux, but uh, it may come back. It may not. But yeah, Man on the Post. Uh, the weekly football show. There's one show left this season, which is next week. We're doing our end of season awards. Um, so hopefully everyone's voted for me as the best man of the post host. I haven't yet. I have. Richard has. I'm amazing. <laughs> I support in you. Don't worry about it. Ignore Lewis. <laughs> Just leave him. I'm supporting you, Ross. Thank you very much. You remember that next time you score in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We have been Ready Player Two, and this has been episode five. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. We love you. Kisses. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You sounded like you were on the toilet. <laughs> oh. Right. In other news, I can't make the second half of this podcast this week, I'm afraid, guys. 
No. No. It, yeah, no. <laughs> Not related to the to salmon man. Really. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> he got scared then. <laughs> right, I'm buying that as soon as we finished. Right, let's yeah, do the, uh, let's do top three then. Oh, this is this is great. Oh, sorry, be right back. Two two seconds, literally. No problem. I literally just bought it. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I. I bought it before I announced. <laughs> well, I'll buy it now then. Unless we've got a break. <laughs> I beat women. <laughs> Let's move on to our weekly segment, the... Oh, fucking hell. Weekly. Weekly, fortnightly. <laughs> this is Regular. like your crypto. This yeah, is like my crypto <laughs> Yeah, our bi-weekly. I like that more than fortnightly. Who's got the, the girl in the background? Not me. I think it might be Ross. Give her the Sean Connery touch. You should talk to yourself, sir. Is that you, <laughs> Nicky? Uh, is that... <laughs> Nikki in the background, Ross. Uh, yes. Yeah. We can. We were trying to work out who it was. All oh, right. Yeah. As I. That is my wife. Not my fancy woman. She went home earlier. <laughs> Dude, Rufus doesn't count. <laughs> He's stolen one of my socks and is running around the table like a lunatic at the minute. That's Ross's dog, not his son. <laughs> Probably cost me more than a child would. Well, they're much better than children anyway. <laughs> they're quite easy to train. What, dogs or children? Uh, dogs. Ah. <laughs> uh, never so you, you're forever going to be known now as Ciro the Great Unfinisher. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually trying to figure out what the last game I fucking completed was. <laughs> I don't finish many games, to be fair. Do you mean no, by finish I, the story or get all the achievements? Yeah. No, just finish, even just finish this. Tell the credits come up. If I'd got every achievement for every Xbox game I'd played, I'd have almost half a million achievements. Achievement points. I, I don't want to even imagine what mine are. I've got 89,000 Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, I played a lot of cheat games, Avatar. And, uh, <laughs> Is the dog in the room? No, he's shut out. I'm in my little cupboard thing. Yeah. Eating Skittles. Oh. I'm in my cupboard eating Skittles. Sounds like the worst euphemism ever. <laughs> well, something else I was mentioning earlier that I'm really excited about seeing for the next gen is the streaming options, the ability to upload to... And again... I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in again. This is surprise, surprise. Can, <laughs> can we at least let Zero finish his point and then no, you can jump that in? That was the point, wasn't it? Was that the point? That was mid breath, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you you continue, continue with your point and I will jump in and overwhelm you shortly. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 